Hey, you all, a special thank you to our amazing and growing Patreon.com patrons. Jennifer, Karen, Julia, Mary, Kevin, Robin, Jenny, Anna, Barbara, Susie, Diane, Stephanie, Terry, Erica, Jill, Joe, and our forever first, Trisha. As Patreon patrons, they get early access to our episodes, my eternal gratefulness for helping us express our love for all things Project Runway. And if you're unfamiliar with Patreon.com, it's a wonderful little site whose mission is to support creative work. There, you can make a small donation of support to the podcast to help out with production costs. And if you'd like to become a Patreon patron, visit our page on Patreon.com forward slash The Workroom Podcast. That's P-A-T-R-E. O-N.com. The link is also in the show notes. Now let's get to it. Alexander, what are you making? Oh, you scared me. <laughs> well, I was going to ask you a question about this. I'm not sure if I should make a little stand up a little bit or not. The basic design is the classic teardrop. My ultimate vision is just chiffon and chiffon and chiffon and chiffon and more chiffon. It's just going to be long and flowy. It's just looking a little granny. What? Grandma? That's not what I'm going for. Hello, all you lovely listeners. Welcome back into the workroom, a labor of love dedicated to Project Runway. I am Ernez. And I'm Patricia. And uh, so happy to be back in the workroom with Patricia. And so happy to be back with y'all listeners after our brief hiatus. It has been a very busy art week slash month slash season. So, um, and also happy to be with everyone on the other side. Um, it's, it's been a minute. So, um, uh, actually, so since we, we are on the other side of the, I, I'm talking about U.S. general election stuff, but, um, just to put it out there for you, Georgia folks, if you're out there, you got to stay in it a bit longer. So I'm going to be keeping up the vote.org information in our show notes for you all, just in case, um, and also a shout out to you listeners who sent us notes about how happy you were to get an episode on election day. <laughs> so um, we're so happy that that brought you joy <laughs> because seriously, it's been a lot of stress, um, election stuff with work stuff with, I don't know, life things. So it was just really wonderful to know that you guys um, appreciated that because uh yeah, it was, a, it was a joy to do. So thank you for the notes. Um, so, and as always, uh, please keep sending us your questions, your gossip, um, any any feedback to us at intheworkroom at gmail.com. And that's I-N, the workroom at gmail. And remember, we're also on Instagram at the workroom podcast. We're on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the workroom. And also um, be sure to check out our cheat sheet in the show notes also on Facebook and shout out to uh, our Patreon patrons and our new Patreon patrons. Um, join us over there for fun times with next in fashion, a stitch in time, the BBC sensation and style with Elsa clinch. And Patricia and I went into the 2020 Vogue September issue. And um, I think that's all for our up top stuff. Um, before we get into this episode, I would like to remind our listeners that Patricia has never seen this season. <laughs> That's true. As I was saying, off podcast, Patricia is our fresh eyes for this. So, uh, so far, any any uh, hot takes or overall 
uh, feed or overall impressions of this season so far? We're just on episode two, so it's new, but anything. Okay, just on episode two, I think Sandro is mega dangerous. I think that is a public a menace to society in the form. <laughs> mega I... dangerous. I'm yeah. trying to remember all their names, so hold on. I, I think that... Um... Really liking Kahindo. Mm-hmm. I think Miranda. I don't like Miranda. <laughs> okay. Okay. I find Miranda very scary. Huh. Um, and I don't know. I, I, just from what the, the edits that were given, I think this person can be also very volatile. Hmm. And that's what why the volatility I find scary. Okay. Um. And that's really it. I think I, I find Sandro's misogyny just so. I'm so shocked that people tolerate it the way that they do. Yeah, yeah. I have a feeling that on this season, because there are so many things that I I I forget, and I'll I'll just say that when I asked the two of you, okay, which episode do you guys want to come on for? And Nalan was like, "Give me episode three. and I was like, "Huh, why episode three? And and I so I've looked <laughs> ahead about that, but. Even with just this episode, I forgot how much drama, how, and also how different in energies these designers are from each other. So we have like on this, on one spectrum, we have Sandro, who mm-hmm. I totally agree, very volatile. Oh, and wow. yeah, I love your characterization of him as being mega dangerous because I think of him as, when I see him, I think of the, the psych term is unregulated. <laughs> Like in terms of just unregulated emotionally and how on the other spectrum, you have people who are pretty easygoing, like Dom and Justin, who are just sort of, and even Jeremy, people who are there to kind of bring it down a little bit. And so I, I, I kind of see them as just kind of doing the best, best that they can in handling everything. But yeah, I don't know. People think of it as charming. I don't think he's funny or charming or anything. I just think he's I, I, like, Wait, I, yeah. People think Sandro is charming. Oh, yes. I will say that what? that's sort of like a spoiler. But yeah, there, oh, there's okay. some people oh, who, because, oh, well, God. also in terms of like how people will listen to him, they'll give him an audience, like for episode one <clears throat> and episode two, where they actually laugh at the things that he says. I'm just like, oh my God. I would be walking oh. away so many times. <laughs> <laughs> just walk out yeah that's my first impression and Kate I keep looking at Kate because you know we I was introduced like well, like everybody else but mm-hmm. recently I, and this is my first time watching the season so I was introduced to, to Kate through this montage of the past I I know that I saw season 11 but I know I didn't see much of it okay um but I don't remember her or, or I'm sorry, I don't remember Kate. Yeah. But in the show, Kate was introduced as, oh, she was so bitchy and she was so mean and this and that. And I, I watched this episode. I'm like, this person seems kind of normal and yeah. not much, like not overly anything, just sort of like plain, plain Jane doing the job or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nothing wrong with plain Jane doing the job. I, I see myself as a plain Jane doing a job. <laughs> you know. <laughs> But I don't see why this person merited being mean. So in a way, I feel like I keep waiting for. But again, I think that's another way that the way these shows are edited, it's sort of like, yeah, we're going to position someone in a certain way to keep people's attention going and then not give it to them. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> especially in, in contrast to the actual 
sort of just hyped up dramatic people we have on this show like Kate's nothing the only thing about her is that she kind of creeps me out um and I was like why does she why is she creepy to me and it's mostly just in the way she speaks and it's just sort of this labor like oh I'm so happy to be here I just I'm just so happy to be making so many so many gowns and to make all the corsets in the world I really am so happy to be here there's just something about every time she opens her mouth I'm like my god just get on with it anyway but she's perfectly fine she's fine um okay so would love more impressions of these people as we go through (laughs) not like not impressions as like you know let's let's impersonate people but like your your yeah yeah, your thoughts and yeah thoughts and feelings (laughs) about these people um okay because So, oh my God, we start off this episode very dramatically with um, armored vehicles and uniformed men and then uniformed men with guns and then uniformed men carrying these boxes. And we just like get the treacherous music. And then we cut away to Parsons and we have the designers just like, oh, you know, we're here. Lovely day. It's Monday. Good morning. How are you? This is wonderful. And it's like, dun, 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 dun. and then behind the scrim are these uniformed and armed officers and they come out and they flank the runway with their guns and their uniforms. <laughs> and then they rip off their utility belts. They rip off their pants and they start waving them around the air. And it's just like, no, no, they're actually, no, they're not exotic dancers they're not strippers they're actually like armed guards i mean i feel like um even i feel like you know i i if they were dancers then the clue would be that they wouldn't have ticked off alexandria because alexandria who was just this hardened scandinavian woman like mm-hmm. even she was like mm, i'm a little afraid I'm like okay then that must have meant that they're very ominous uh, and, and also the clue that these were, no, these are just legit people. And those, those guns are probably, uh, loaded. And then, um, the culprit of all of this mess to make it even more scary behind the scrim shows up Heidi Klum and the button bag. So this is truly a horror show from the very get go. And here we have Heidi to just kind of like put salt into the wounds of these traumatized designers and so, so everyone is now in an officially bad mood which means Heidi is elated so she comes outside comes onto the runway and explains he's like hey guys do you know you want to know why these non-strippers real security guards with guns are here um it's for millions and millions and millions of reasons so uh out comes our models wearing millions and millions and millions of dollars worth of jeweled necklaces, earrings, bracelets, and maybe rings, but just, you know, they're wearing a lot of jewelry that are clearly very expensive. And uh, these armed guards are there to make sure (laughs) that these jewels get back to wherever they came from. Um, We actually don't get a sponsor or we don't know where these jewels have come from, but we just know that they're very expensive. and the yeah. Heidi, oh, yeah. Heidi just says courtesy of the Diamond District. Right. So the okay, let's talk about the Diamond District just very briefly because the Diamond District is basically a street in Midtown. Um, 
highlighted most famously re- recently, I would say, by Uncut Gems, which was also filmed on that street. I think it's what is it, 48th or 45th Street? It's one of those streets in the 40s. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's 48th or 44th. 44th. It's a I, yeah. I, it's around. I know there it's somewhere. not on sixth. Okay. It's <laughs> I not. Think it's not 46th. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm like it's it's like 44th or 45th, 48th. You know it when you see it. <laughs> when you make a left, yeah. you know you're in the Diamond District. So yeah. I wonder if they just kind of like went up and down the street and just said it. But it's sort of like that where you don't really know the names of the places. And I would say the few times I've been in the Diamond District, I never recognized any of. So it's not like what are what, like Cartier or Swarovski. It's it's Those are not there. Those are on Fifth no, Avenue. No, they're no. These are sort of family diamond boutiques right or just sort of i would say retail boutiques okay retail yeah yeah not not like i mean they have very expensive things but not brand not luxury brands no no not at all not all i forgot to ask you this off podcast yeah so i've actually like because of where i used to work Uh uh-huh and because of my job title and role and whatever yeah we've had to have guards (gasps) Like, and I thought this was just all for show. All for show. Wait. I'll tell you why. Seriously. Why? You know why? Because they really did have, what did I say, 30 million? 30 yeah, million I think stories. it was. Yeah. So, like, I think the biggest mining company in the world for, for diamonds is a company called Graph, G-A-R-A-F-F. They don't advertise. Mm-hmm. Actually, no, they've... they've I think in the past 10 years, they've increased their advertising, but they didn't used to. Okay. Um, so we had one of their necklaces that was, I don't know how, I have no idea. I mean, I, at the time I knew and like started sweating, but just that necklace came with four guards in Hugo Boss suits. Yes, they were packing some kind of weapon yeah. underneath their suit, but they don't walk around looking like they are, you know, Israeli police at the airport. <laughs> you know? So I think that, I don't from okay so again I don't know if I were to so the magazine that I worked at had access to this level of of of, of contact mm-hmm. because of the advertising because Graf was an advertiser in our magazine uh-huh. so I say our like it was mine I just worked there and and by the way I was a photo director at this magazine and you think wow you were making millions working at this kind of level no it's actually embarrassing I think that when, when guy friends of mine who I went to school with said, what's your salary for being a photo director? The director? I was mad. Oh, shoot. I was mad. I was really mad. Yeah. Not at my friends, but like just at the fact that I literally did not get overtime. I would work 10-hour days. And this is publishing and, and publishing in general, but this, this was bad, right? Yeah. So at any rate, so I don't – so I know what it's like to – have a stylist say, I want this, what do you think? And mm-hmm. then, you know, I talk to my team and we all agree and we say yes to this, no to that. And then someone or, you know, the stylist calls Graf and gets the diamond and the necklace shows up at the shoot mm-hmm. from from Graf or wherever, whoever the, the, the luxury brand is, with four guards per necklace. Yeah. So you could have like 10 people there easily just for a couple of things. And when... And when you when the when the necklace goes from the table surrounded by guards to the model, one one guard 
follows the model. It's like, it's no joke. So they have to stand off to the side while they're being photographed or wow. Absolutely. And I have to tell you that that gave me peace of mind because (laughs) I, I think one of the first shoots, I mean, it's like, it's, it's New York city, it's New York, whatever. Um, this was actually outside of New York, but Mm -hmm. it's like, I had a photo assistant ask me for heroin once on a, on a shoot. What? And I was like, are you kidding me? Like, you realize that I'm writing you a check, right? Oh, my God. <laughs> well, no, no, I am, I'm, I'm signing. I'm signing your pay or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But it's sort of like, okay, so this photographer brought you here and you're asking me this. You No, like, we're not going to call you again. So having that guard there was sort of like, it, it might sound overkill, but for somebody like me who is overseeing a large team of people, mm-hmm. it's actually really great. And for the, for the, person who's lending the diamonds it's a lot cheaper than if you if you lose it yeah right and i and i think it's interesting for this um so once they they don't even let the designers look at the they don't come up close to them we don't know what happens when the models disappear back in the scrim there probably are like an army of people back there just making sure that everything is inventoried and back and blah blah, blah. but um I told I yeah I totally believe that, but also kind of crazy that uh, you know you're working around something that's so so precious and so expensive and um, I mean okay and so let's let's get into the actual challenge for this because I wanted to know what you thought of this because this is one of the one of the rare moments where they are asked to be inspired by another piece of like by an accessory or another piece of clothing we've done hats before um they've um they've done other i think there's been a moment where they've done jewelry i can't really remember in terms of where we are in project runway history but um i i think this might be the first time where they've done jewelry we'll see but kind of kind of frustrating because the challenge is to make something that will highlight the jewelry and so the focus is not necessarily on the look of the of the design. And so it's sort of like how how are you able to respond to it in a way that brings out your skill as a designer, but also doesn't compete with this these million dollar pieces of jewelry. And it's just sort of annoying to have to fight for attention, in my opinion, in terms of this challenge. But um yeah, yeah. Um, also, I wanted to bring up that, the, the, you know, we get, uh, you know, interstitials of how the designers feel about this. Most of them are very wowed by how much these things are worth and what they're being called to do and they're into it. But Timothy is not. Um, and really much is, it is really not into this idea of being inspired by sparkly jewelry, jewelry type things, kind of poo-poos it a little bit. And then mm-hmm. how, how we get to get into this is, um, you know, Brayden chooses his model first because he won. And then the rest of the designers are subjected to the, the button bag. But any thoughts on the, like this sort of call for a challenge that um, is about, I guess, like mostly elevating something that's not the garment? Yeah, I thought it was also strange because when you look at, or not when you look, but when a lot of ads for jewelry or things that promote the wearing of jewelry tend to be more emotional. 
um, and usually feature nudity. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So when you think about what highlights jewelry besides sunlight and lighting, people usually try to take away garments um, and kind of try to connect with some kind of emotional reaction to the design or or the power of of, of the jewels. Um, So I thought, eh, I wasn't, it didn't seem very well thought through to begin with as Mm -mm. a challenge. Mm -mm. Yeah, I I just thought this is sort of a flex (laughs) from Project Runway. It's like, we can do this, so we're gonna. I'm like, all right. (laughs) Okay, guys. A flex or this is how we get paid. Oh. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. But nothing is really advertised. So, I mean, okay, it says Diamond District. Yeah. But I think... I wonder what those, because no one, those guards are not, I mean, they, they could be house guards or how, like guards that work for the companies all the time. Right. But they're not cheap. You know, it's a lot of, like those guards themselves are insured. You exactly. know what I mean? So it's sort of like, I wonder what do they get just by saying they're on Project Runway? Like, maybe. I don't think that seems like enough. Huh. But maybe. Okay. But maybe it is a, maybe it is a flex and I'm just kind of thinking it's all some kind of advertorial as, as as it is now you know with the go bank thing you have mm-hmm. tim talking about how great it is to use go bank exactly <laughs> and talk about uh advertisement because once we get into the workroom with all of the designers we learn that um they get some time to sketch and they're going to sketch on their hp split x2 the HP Split X2, because that's also where the photographs of their diamonds are going to be, because they can't touch those things. <laughs> like, they confiscated them immediately. The designers probably haven't put their real eyes on them since they left the the runway. Um, and so they're, they're going to sketch on their HP Split X2 for 30 minutes. <laughs> so- <laughs> and then also they're going to make their first trip to Mood, because remember, they're making stuff out of parachutes last week. Um, another death-defying uh, venture, and then then they're going to spend money off their Go Bank accounts. <laughs> just, I mean, Tim is doing so such a good job um, of doing these advertisements because I think if it came out of anyone else's voice, it would it would be very annoying. I think it's so clear that Tim understands this is my role, this is yes. my job. Yes, I'm going to do what it takes and move on. And yes. I think that is such a good example. But I, I kept thinking, like, right, because you know, in 2011, or when they shot this in 2010, coming out of a housing crisis. Oh my God! <laughs> the best thing to do is advertise online banking. <laughs> Holy crapness! It's like, oh yeah, no, this will not go under, guys. Like, this is. This is not, this is one of the banks that survived. So, uh, oh. log on. Yeah. Can I say one more thing about yeah. the challenge? It kind of struck me because this week I learned about. Oh, I just forgot who made it. Someone made like a one million luxury diamond encrusted um, COVID mask. I know, yes, yeah. Have you heard about that? I've heard of this, but I don't know the details. But I heard about this. So I thought it's interesting that, wow, we're going through a massive pandemic right now and people are thinking about how can they exalt their breathing more with diamonds, I guess. Um, And I don't know if, um, did you and I, 
have a conversation a long time ago. I have, I, I love this story. This is like probably the thing I, I, I just love to talk about, about how sunlight um, and gold are actually nanotechnology. It's like an, our earliest example of nanotechnology, no. which is why medieval times when people went to church and felt like the air was different. It actually was because stained glass, glass was bound with gold in some of these churches and the hot light literally acted as an air purifier. Did we not have this conversation? No, we have not. Okay. Well, this is like, there are articles about this. It's not like my dream. You know, it's a real thing. So when I, I, I sort of talked about, okay, who came up? Like, where is the science that it's actually, <laughs> that it's actually okay to be breathing through a mask encrusted with diamonds? Yeah. And, and why is that needed right now? So yeah. it was interesting that a, like yesterday, I, I read this in the news, and then today it's like the diamond challenge on on our podcast project, right? So that was kind of funny to me. Man, that's so interesting. Okay, because I could kind of go off also in terms of like how silk has micro um, antimicrobial properties, yes, and how you can make a silk mask or or kind of have that act as a filter. But gold, I didn't know that, huh? That's interesting. Well, diamonds diamonds oh diamonds the, the mask is um i think it's some kind of cloth and then diamonds yeah yeah um yeah not really sure about diamonds being antimicrobial so um yeah hmm. it's, having, it's like having a disco ball on your face i mean that's not a bad thing but Cause i feel like that would also be not a bad challenge to incorporate that once they start filming for project runway now to have yeah to incorporate like, uh yeah to incorporate not well not jewels but sort of this, let's look into fabrics and how there are certain fabrics that can be um, made into a, a filtering mask. That you can make something that's fashionable and effective as something that we can wear right now. I don't know. I would love that. I would just love that as a challenge. Yeah. And we learned I something. Totally agree. To pandemic aesthetics are yeah. real and are here to stay. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Yes, 2021. Anyway, so <laughs> this is a long-term goal. Um, all right, so so they're okay. So they're sketching on their um, on their HPs, and um, I think we kind of get a little bit into some of their ideas behind what they're going to be making. Like Timothy again is going from um, this sustainable philosophy that we've talked about, and thinking of this the theme of going from trash to treasure because since they're going to mood for the first time um timothy's really excited about getting into um the cast off section and then we also have kahendo who's born in uganda uh lives in new york city and wants to do something that's inspired by her african heritage and i just wrote in my notes she's so sweet like she's just so sweet. She's like, I'm so grateful and excited, and I'm just, I'm just going to enjoy the process. I'm like, I love that Kahendo. That's so great. Anyway, and then we have Helen, who's inspired by this simple strand diamond that she chose, and is and and is specifically inspired by the chain link design in in her necklace, which is, which I think is very interesting or sounds very interesting to me. All right. So let's head to mood. <laughs> and of course we have to get some kind of take on mood because this is our first time there. And we have Karen and I'm going to mention Karen because I will never remember her name. Um, besides the person we left 
or we lost last week, she's the second most unmemorable person. And but they kind of feature her. She goes, oh, my God, I'm in mood for the first time. And my God, I'm so pumped. I'm like, OK, that's the, that's how I'm going to remember her. Um, but yeah, so they're they're in mood and um, Tim again sort of, you know, wonderfully wastes their time explaining Go Bank yet again. Um, but but I think this is because he has to pass them out their their debit cards. The suggested budget is three hundred dollars, but remember they can spend whatever they want. They get forty five minutes to go throughout Moon and get what they need, and they let him go. All right. So, this is where we we see, uh, for the first time, how these designers are sort of navigating Mood. Um, mm-hmm. Any thoughts on this? The whole, all of them, including Tim? Including or... Tim. Yeah. I thought, you know what? I thought that, um, I'm kind of warming up to Tim with this episode, mm-hmm. but I'm still like a little bit, okay, calm down your energy, focus, focus. I think Tim <laughs> has a lot of ambition and is like, like a child. Um, mm-hmm. And some of that can be very fun, but also a little overwhelming. But I really like that when, well, Timothy, designer Timothy, yeah. meets with Tim Gunn, and Tim Gunn says, well, you know, there's an organic section over there. And Timothy says, uh, no, I'm, I'm happy to look through here. And I thought that was actually a good call because not all organic stuff is sustainable. Mm-hmm. So we're led to think that it is, but not always. So I thought, yeah, like I'm happy to see you go through excess fabric Mm-hmm. Um, somebody later in the in the episode, I think it's Kate says, "Oh, remnants." Yeah. So maybe that's a word they should be using um, instead of garbage. Yeah. I think they use the word garbage, and I'm like, it's not garbage; it's perfectly usable. Yeah. So that I found exceedingly uncreative and super just lazy, conceptually lazy to call yeah. it garbage. Um, but I thought Tim was do um, designer Tim, so Timothy was doing <laughs> all right. Um, everybody else, I don't really have a comment on everybody else because it was such a, such a go bank, um, like talkie. <laughs> I know. I mean, cause I, in the talk about Timothy, I, I do think that there's a little bit of attention grabbing in using the word garbage and trash, because I agree, like they're cast offs, they're remnants. And it's not that, you know, the, the connotation doesn't really matter, but I feel like it's sort of like a kid in a corner just screaming poop just to see the adults all be like, don't say that little Timothy, stop screaming poop. It's like, I'm going to scream poop, you know? And even though there's really nothing wrong with doing it and there's really nothing wrong or, um, but I, I don't know. I feel like there's a, there's a bit of a, like an, I wouldn't even call it performance, but there's a, there's a bit of it. I feel like it's an attention grab in a way. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I do like this moment. No, go ahead. That's it. Oh, no, no. I was just going to say, I, I do like this moment between um, Sandro and Alexander. Because we have an Alexandria and an Alexander, but Alexander coming by. And Alexander, I oh, think, I has like wrapped, wrapped himself in this uh, wonderful. I, and I, I don't think it's, I don't think that's, I think that's what he wore to mood. But it, it looks like a jewel encrusted cape or a shawl or, or a bolero. Um, Dream, right? 
cream? Yes, yes, it's cream. It's beautiful, and um, his red hair is quaffed so perfectly, and he's carrying this re- these really expensive fabrics, and and Sandra's like, oh, why are you going so couture over there? And Alexander's like, uh, because we're designing for diamonds that cost a million trillion dollars. What am I going to use? <laughs> Plastic? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> and then Sandra's like, oh. This is a good point. <laughs> Just... <laughs> I totally forgot about that. That was awesome. That was awesome. And then I... I didn't understand with, with Sandro at Mood, Sandro was like picking on uh, Ken or something because Ken, no. I mean, the edit we're given is like Ken is standing there in silence and Sandro goes, don't be so bitchy to me. And I'm like, what? I know. It's too early. Yeah. Like, what? It's it's such a weird thing because it's it's like, again, this this call is unregulated. <laughs> Just thinking everyone's like, oh, you're doing this to me. Oh, this thing that you're doing over there, it catches my attention. So therefore, I must oh comment on it. And oh, I have feelings about everything. And it's like, okay, can you just... It's too much. <laughs> Shut up. Jeez. Um, uh, yeah, so I, I, that's pretty much all I have for my notes. Um here in in mood um but we say bye to swatch swatch is there swatch is annoyed swatch is iconic and and being very swatchy uh with this yep. new batch of people it's like oh gosh season 12 already Nothing more impressive for Get swatch. Out. <laughs> it's like last week i sent you guys to new jersey this week i told them to send you to connecticut they clearly <laughs> didn't take my notes oh my nap <laughs> so <laughs> so um uh, Swatch snorts them away and they go back to Parsons back into the workroom and we do hear a little bit more about what the other designers are thinking of doing for instance Kate who is inspired by this idea of Marie Antoinette doing something that I don't think she ever historically did which was Flea Versailles but she's thinking of Marie Antoinette thinking of it being like a queenly deal and wants her model to feel like she rules a country. So being encrusted in jewels, but also having this really romantic, um, gigantic gown. Um, and then we have, uh, oh my gosh. So we, we do have some br- brothers sewing room drama between, as you, you mentioned, you just mentioned before of Sandro and Ken actually kind of um, laughing together in mood. So I, cause I feel like it was like a really, a lighthearted spat where there it's sort of seemed like you know kids teasing each other but now they're having a back and forth that really is a little intense in the sewing room (laughs) and we have justin for the first time having to remove his hearing aid because he's like you know what i don't want to sew through my finger and this is so intense them they keep yelling so i'm just gonna uh turn these assholes off and so (laughs) so poor justin um and, you know, it's clearly, I don't know what they were fighting about. I didn't write down anything. It just uh, was just, you know, it went from what it looked like being very lighthearted again to Sandro uh, taking everything uh, very personally. So uh, a little aside there. Uh, but we go back into the actual workroom because we have Kahendo who's pulling out her fabric and she's chosen a silk charmeuse because of the print. And she's never used this type of fabric before, but she really liked this print because I think she's still trying to go for 
some type of graphic nature that she's attracted to, but also hinging on, um, you know, something that ties her back to her African heritage. And I do remember hearing her asking Tim in mood, Tim, what do you think about this fabric? And then Tim giving a very Tim answer. Uh, yeah. It depends on how you work with it. Like you like it. Do you like it? I'm not going to tell you that I don't like it. I'm not going to tell you my opinion on it, but uh, you, cause you clearly chose it. So she comes in and, and um, Justin says it looks like camouflage. I didn't understand that. Me neither. It more it looked more swirly to me, it, like this graphic broken up kind of swirl. There's a lot going on in 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 this pattern here, and and mostly what's happening um, are just sort of different graphic lines happening in these yellows, and there's a dark color that might be black or navy blue and browns. So um, and there's a there's a pink in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a lot of I think that pattern is it's all about color and line and i thought oh that's cool like to cut that up and make something can be very interesting yeah kind of difficult if you want to catch it because of the of all the lines like you're just not going to be able to match that up perfectly but um it looked like it was already kind of abstracted already or just sort of kind of cut and paste together where the lines weren't continuous so um, we'll see. All right. So it's time for Tim already. It's very early in the episode for, I think, a Tim critique. But I think as we move through this episode, we're, we're going to realize that they left a lot of time on the back end for some drama. And um, Tim comes in. It feels like they've only been in the workroom for like 20 minutes. So the first person Tim goes to... I believe is Dom and last episode I brought up that Dom went to an all women's college in Philadelphia and it actually is more college of art and design, which has an undergraduate program. That's all women. And then uh, a graduate program that is open to everyone. Um, But she went, she got her design degree from the undergraduate program. So I looked that up finally did my research more college yes um anyway so tim goes to dom and uh wants to make sure that she doesn't make a moo moo for a palm springs floozy so what are your thoughts on this interaction you know something i really like the print i really too. the print and i was really i was like oh my i very looking forward to what happens with this print. Same. I mean, what did you think about what Tim said about the, how it could easily go into like a poolside kind of coverall for a gold digger from Palm Springs? <laughs> it's so I think specific. If, I think if that, I think that would have been on the cover of like the magazine I used to work at. So I think, I think Tim knows exactly what he's talking yeah. about. Yeah. Cause in my head, I'm just like, why is Tim saying that as if it's a bad thing necessarily? Because yes, a Palm Spring floozy would be wearing millions and millions of worth worth of diamonds. I could, I mean, also again, like I haven't, I don't think I've ever been to Palm Springs, and I grew up in Los Angeles. Yes, but since I've lived away, Palm Springs has become this 
destination place, which is it makes me laugh every time I hear some of my favorite podcasters talk about like, oh, we went to Palm Springs. I'm just like, what? Really? People are <laughs> hanging out in Palm Springs? This is crazy. But um, and so then I, I just I just think that there is this interesting idea of just like, you know, like some, you know, gold digger dressed up in a in a dom dress wearing, you know, like four million dollars worth of, of of diamonds. I think that's totally fine. But I think it's hilarious that Tim is just like, oh. Well, I th- I thought it was sort of like about the trying too hard aesthetic mm-hmm. of I'm I'm wearing this like nice flowy dress that shows off my figure, and then I have all this glitz up here mm-hmm. around the neck. You know, so that's what I thought it was about. Yeah. Um, but also keep in mind that around this time, I think 2011, so maybe. In 2008, 7, 8, and 9, a lot of dresses were being made like that. Oh. And that was really, that st- that's when I remember that, when I remember that kind of what would traditionally be resort wear, mm-hmm. because this dress looks like it's made for a resort, yeah. um, became a little bit more, not mainstream, but more palatable for like maybe a day lunch in New York City where normally you would not see somebody in New York City wear something like that. Interesting. I think it was very short-lived. Okay. I'm just kind of thinking about right now what comes to mind if any of our listeners can relate to this. Uh, there's a line of moo-moos. I do believe they're called moo-moos uh, derogat- uh, in a derogative sense, but um, Kyle Richards from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. <laughs> oh. And I think she has a line of clothes because she was known for wearing a lot of these very flowy, um, heavy printed outfits. Yes. Yes. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, but I can't remember the exact time, but I do feel like it's recent. So, so around this time, probably like 2011, maybe 2012 mm-hmm. is I want, I want to maybe kind of shoot for, for that time frame. But yeah, is like this, remember? yeah, this rich lady out to lunch so out to lunch looks like this when it used or to be like, like i'm gonna jet on this like lunch at the four seasons after poolside all morning that okay. kind of thing okay interesting like it's not a out to lunch business it's not an out to lunch with friends it's very much like lunch is an extension of my leisure yeah you know so i don't have to wear anything else but this thing yeah and also i don't have to get on a subway because <laughs> this okay. would not survive a subway or any type, even like a taxi cab. Like, no, I'm getting driven or I'm driving to lunch. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's see. So I love the print on Dom, but I was like, where's this going? Where's this going? Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So next we kind of, kind of, yeah, we kind of fly by the next couple of designers. So I do, we, we go to Alexandria next and um, she's just sort of making something that's very graphically strong because I she's talking to Tim. Looks like she's mostly working with muslin at the moment, but trimming it with this. Um, I don't know what you would call that, but it, it looks like like a. I don't know what is that. It, it is a trim, but it's sort of looks like honeycombs or and a railroad track. It's black. What would yeah, you even call I don't know that? what it was. Basically, just a lot of um, it's it's very lattice? Lattice? yeah. I think a lattice because it is sort of like a lace, but but it sort of looks like a very hard plastic lace design. 
Um, yeah. And I'm and I right now. So at that point in the in the episode, mesh. she was mesh. Yes, a very thick mesh. mesh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's better. Um, but it looked like she was pr- probably going to make that whole thing in the dress and not just line. She was, she just had it lined around the neckline and lined around, um, the beginnings of the sleeves. But I think she was trying to make that whole thing or make the mesh into the whole dress. And we have just Tim kind of telling her, look, I'm afraid that this dress will take over and it will compete against the, the diamonds. And this is sort of where I got really mad at this challenge again. Where I'm like, come on, like, why can't they just make whatever they want? Can you craft these designs so that they can actually, I want to see Alexandria's mesh dress. <laughs> I want her to go insane. I want to see what she would do with that trim. Um, and Tim is like, it's so in your face. I'm like, but maybe that's how Alexandria likes to design. Can she be in our faces? Yeah. yeah so. I mean, di- diamonds are going to be in our face. I, I know. Mean, those are not subtle. I know. No. And would you really send someone home if they made an in-your-face design that overpowered the diamonds? I just want to know. I want to know if the judges would be like, you know what? I really like your dress, but it really competed against the design against the the the, the diamonds. It just sucked yeah. the life out of those diamonds, so we we're going to send you home anyway. Uh, it doesn't make sense. That wouldn't happen, right? No, I don't think so. Um, I wouldn't want that to happen. I, I would want the person to be celebrated. You probably wouldn't win, but at least you could just do whatever you want. So I don't know. But we do have um, Sue next, who is, who does sort of, I, she's, she's answering the brief, I think correctly, because she says, I want to make something that is um, kind of plain that, that won't compete with my diamonds. I'm like, all right, great. That's the challenge. Um, and, and then we also have Justin. So we don't get to, spend time with everyone so we're I think we skip over Ken we skip over Karen (laughs) we skip over a lot of people but we do get Justin who's doing a bunch of layers and and again Tim suggests paring it down which is unfair because not only do they have to make dresses that don't overpower diamonds but they only get a day I forgot to mention that it's a one-day challenge so so Tim is trying to help uh, Justin kind of pare down his design because he's worried that there's not enough time to finish it. Um, and then we get to our our immunity designer. Brayden has immunity mm-hmm. and and is sort of uh, I guess wowing Tim at how little money was spent at Mood because uh, Brayden's only using synthetic curtain fabric and I think spent a total of this comes up at the end i think about 120 dollars at mood out of the 300 and the fabric looks like it tim he's uh, so brandon's like tim guess how much uh how, how much a, a yard do you think this is and tim's like 40 it's like half that 20 20 a yard and uh because it's curtain fabric <laughs> or it's uh upholstery fabric which is more affordable but very stiff but you know kind of fitting yeah 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 i thought that was i was like wow that impressed me <laughs> me too because i do think that this is the time where the it's the it's like that now where upholstery like we just went to mood upholstery is on a whole different floor and so brayden i don't know if if he had enough time to look upstairs and like mm, there's nothing here so let me go to the upholstery section 
in a whole different part of the building and um and and look for this and find this amazing fabric <laughs> but i also thought this is an interesting conversation and sort of was wondering if you agree with this because we get our note from nina so so brayden's like i tend to design older and um i'm worried that the diamonds that i chose would push him push me into an older category and then tim's like oh yes because nina nina noticed and was worried about you and your future challenges and i think brayden was like oh oh my god like it kind of shudders a little bit like really oh no yeah because didn't didn't like Brayden won last challenge. Yeah, yeah. So I actually forgot. I I heard that and I was like, did we get to see that feedback? Yeah. I think we, I don't really understand what from the parachute challenge Nina got. I don't think we, I don't think we saw her um, give that kind of feedback to Brayden. Um, Oh, okay. I don't remember. But also maybe it was with the styling that looked maybe um mature or i don't really know but apparently nina forecasted and's like tim i'm worried <laughs> in the future down the line looks like a slippery slope to old um anyway so <laughs> then we have um kahindo and yes. okay so here we are with the prince and um kahindo confesses to Tim that she's never used silk charmos before and also that so we see that she started making a very fitted bodice it just seems like she's making um something that's that's got a lot of pieces to go with it um constructed kind of uh not geometrically but she's not draping it (laughs) I'll just say that like she's she's piecing this together and she's making a hole in the back and she has shirred it she's doing shirring but it looks like it's puckering and tim is very worried because this is this is a very tough fabric and it 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 just seems that the messiness or the shirring effect that she's trying to to create um looks like a mistake Mm -hmm. so i really like kahindo's energy Mm -hmm. i think kahindo is very well aware of kahindo's own style yeah. And I thought at this moment I thought, "Oh, oh, oh. Please trust yourself." Mm-hmm. Because um I don't know anything about this fabric. I'm sure if if people say it's not easy, of course I believe it. Mm-hmm. But I don't really know what that means. Um but I didn't think it looked that bad on the mannequin for something that's in progress. Yeah. But I but I really liked the pattern. I really liked what Kahindo was doing with the fabric. Yeah. And I, cause we get to see a little bit more of the colors in it because there's also like some light green or some type of like mint green in there. And um, it's just an interesting looking fabric, but it, to me it looked like something that preferred to be draped. You know, if we're talking about the, the fabric yeah. speaking to us, and I was very worried that she was doing something to it that it that she knew how to do. She's like, I know how to do this, and I know how to construct garments this way. But um, I'm having a little bit of a technical issue constructing this fabric into the way that I want it to be constructed because it just felt like maybe, you know, just doing a little bit too much to it. But um, 
I just thought the fabric was fine. And Tim pulls out this, um, what is it? Like, it's like a black. Yeah. I don't know what this is. It's like this. I thought it was green. Is it like a green? Green? Was it dark green? Yeah. Like very dark green. That's what I thought it was. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like an, yeah, it's an olive dark green. It looks like almost like another silk. But, or, or just like a very transparent silk and um, lays it on top of it. And they both have a moment. She's like, oh my gosh, Tim, this looks so much better. I love this. Like you even, ins- mm-hmm. this is amazing. And he goes, no, but you inspired me, Kahindo. And it was very, it was really cute. It was a really, really cute moment. But also I thought about like, that's a lot more work. You're going to have to <laughs> line that thing in that fabric. This isn't- How much time will that take to make it look good? So anyway. Yeah. 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 Um, And then here we are with Kate next and she's making a corset. She's really good at making corsets. Um, uh, So if, if, if people remember her season, her previous season, season 11 um, and Heidi Klum talks about it later that she, she won with uh, Liliana (laughs) or uh, or Liana, I should say Liana, she and Liana, um, on one of the teen challenges, uh, I think was inspired by a perfume bottle. Um, but they made this corset that was beautiful. And so here she is in a one day challenge just whipping this up <laughs> in no time. She's already got the cups done. Like she's, I mean, she's kind of flying around um, that mannequin, just pinning the shit out of it. It looks great so far, like really it well does. constructed. Yeah. What it was, really what was your, your thought on it? On it? You know, I didn't have much thought. I just, I just thought, okay, progress yeah. is being made. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> you know. Yeah, exactly. And also, clearly, this person is skilled at thinking and executing. Oh yeah, does it all? It look, looked like she's. I mean, she's like, I do this all the time in my sleep. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, it's, it looks great. Um, I and I would say at this point, a lot of people are are really well along. Um, we haven't really seen that many people who are just sort of flailing. Um, and then even even the next person, we go to Sandro, who's next. Uh, who's just still into the early 20th century, like doing something clearly Art Deco related, blah, blah, blah. Um, using a nude thing um, uh, clearly inspired by this 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 art phase um, where I don't even want to know what he's actually inspired by um, because I'm afraid of what he'll reference from based off of the revelation that you and Nalen presented to me last episode because I'm like, holy crap. Like, <laughs> Has anyone ever challenged Sandro and his references? I don't think so. So, yeah, I don't have anything else to say about Sandra. <laughs> well, you know, Tim Tim Gunn asks the question, are you making a modern look or a retro look? And Sandro claims to, I'm going to mix them. Which, as far as I'm concerned, does not really answer the question. No. Mix what? Mix modern and retro. It, it, like, the yes. piece looks done. It's weird because it looks like it's already finished and you're thinking, what are, what other elements are you going to put into it? Um, but he has a two piece. It's a, it's basically a crop bra. You know, it's just basically a bra. It's a, an art deco bra um, with what looks like tops of, it looks like a skyline of a city. And then you have this really, really tight, tight pencil skirt in the same color fabric, but it's laced on the side. So there are, um, uh, there's a lot of, of transparency following the lines of the hips down to the outer parts of the legs. <sighs> yeah, it's um, it's interesting because I, I don't I don't think I agree. I don't think he really answered the question. 
It's very much a costume so far. All right. Yeah, at best. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and next we have Helen. Um, Helen, who said, that, you know, she wanted to do something chain link inspired and um, is doing something that looks very different because there's a lot of ruching going on and she has this trademark thing that she does with um, uh, her, I don't know. I don't know what she's really talking about. She's like, oh, I'm going to do my machine fluting, la, la, la. So far, it's sort of looking like, okay, again, listeners, if you remember, if you go back to season 10, Chris Palau. So we've gone back to 11. So the, the season before that, do we, do we all remember Chris, um, who also had a very signature style of this um, working with delicate fabrics and kind of, um, uh, what, what would you call, like kind of, uh, uh, I don't know, how would you call it? Like basically like making this, giving texture to very delicate fabrics, but kind of layering them on top of each other in a very similar way as as uh, as Helen is doing here with a little bit of... Um, oh, fluting? Fluting? Is that called fluting? I think, I, I don't know this, I, but I think Helen said, oh, this is my trademark machine fluting. Okay, yeah. So I'm, I was going to try to use a description because I wasn't sure if this is what the other designer also called it. But if that's a technique, I think it's interesting that she's like, this is my signature fluting. I'm like, does everyone have a signature fluting? Um, Not everyone. I'm just saying like, this like is the, the second show? time someone has said that this is a signature thing for them. And mm -hmm. it looks just like what Chris Palau was doing Are in you... season 10. Mm, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But. Yeah. Everybody seems to feel like they need a gimmick. Like, for example, Miranda has that I do. I do two pieces or something <laughs> very tied to that. And yeah, um, I don't know why that is. I do tops and skirts. I'm like, I'm known for tops Great. and skirts. Great. Awesome. I keep exploring that <laughs> idea of tops and skirts. Um, anyway, but, but Helen is like, so Tim is really worried because Helen looks like she's just got a sketch done. Like she's sketching on her mannequin. You know, everything is different colors. She's got some shades of brown, very different shades of, of, of browns happening. But also it just looks as if um, I don't know. It just it's it's far from done, and it looks like she has a yeah. lot of work to do. Should say, yeah. and she gives Tim a lot of reassurance. She's like, "Oh, this is my bread and butter. This is what I do. I'm known for this. I've got it down. I'm so good at this, Tim. I'm kind of a badass at it. Oh, wait, is this being really? Oh no, I don't want to be too. I don't want to vaunt myself, but I'm going to vaunt myself, and then take it back immediately. This whole episode, anyway. So. <laughs> so yeah so we have that that to, that to me reads as massive anxiety like oh man like self-sabotaging anxiety okay yes i think self-sabotage is what we see at this moment there, i'm I not feel saying like... this to judge the person i'm just saying no. from this episode i was gonna say it later okay just this person well, I'll mention it when it happens again, but mm -hmm. I noticed that too. And then something else happens in about five minutes or so where I was like, oh, yeah. So this person is dealing with their anxiety in this way. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'll save mine too because I have a lot, a lot, a lot to say, <laughs> but I, I want to hear you say it. Um, say what you're, you're thinking of. Um, okay. So we then we go through Alexander 
pretty quickly who's trying to create a sea of chiffon. <laughs> yes. Oh, um, goodness. But Tim thinks, I think Tim uses the word granny. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Uh, Alexander, this is looking very granny. He's like, scratch. No, not granny. And this is Alexander who's just like, oh, uh, what am I going to do? I'm going to, I'm, I'm bought the most expensive, expensive, uh, uh, fabrics because we're making this for millions and millions and millions of dollars worth of diamonds. So I guess what Alexander interpreted as being worthy of diamonds is just chiffon. And when you do just the most expensive chiffon you can get in mood, then, you know, it, it gets to be for Tim old lady. So Alexander is really taken aback by that. All right. Next is Timothy. Or do you have anything to say about Alexander? Nope. Sure. Okay. All right. So Timothy, anything to say about Timothy and Tim's Tim and Tim? Well, first of all, I think this is the only time in the episode where I laughed out loud because I literally, I didn't say it out loud, but I was like, oh my God, Tim said boobs. (laughs) (laughs) Which was so childish, but also I don't, I don't think I've heard an adult person say boobs in a really long time. Like most people I know just say like nipples, breasts, or something else I just have not I mean I hear people say that but I just haven't heard an adult say that I mean so yeah I was sort of like oh my god I rewrote it in my notes because I was like bust I I reworded Tim in my notes to bust I was like I can't even write down that Tim said boobs um I thought that was funny I I know that's totally like off the mark here but um no but but let's oh what are you thinking Timothy like how are you Again, think about that a human has to wear this and it has to sit on their body. Yes. So what are you thinking with this rectangle of velvet across breasts? Right. Because to me, okay, yeah, because what he's trying to do is this concept of opening up a jewelry box and you have the necklace sitting on a background of, of velvet or whatever, which is why he chose this this velvet at, at Mood from the um, remnant section. And, um, or I don't think it was a remnant section. I think this is, was, uh, so I'm referencing the time when we were the last time we went to mood because there's that, you know, you kind of can see where the designers, uh, the, the stuff that comes from, from designers, um, mm-hmm. uh, warehouses or whatever. Cause they buy a lot of stuff for, especially if you go after a season, then it's like, oh, we didn't use any of this. So we are giving it back or we're, um, selling it to mood. Um, mm-hmm. And so he's using this this blue velvet and this white fabric that he found in the back. So he definitely got the white fabric from the back part. And then I think he got the velvet from another section of mood. But the part that's over the bust looks like a fat quarter. Because, you know, like a fat quarter piece of fabric. And I'm wondering, did he just find that? Like someone had cut out a fat quarter and he just stuck it up there on like right on, right on the bust. It just makes no sense at all but what was interesting in terms of this interaction is that tim tim gunn notices that timothy is not responding very well not meaning that he's checking out or not listening but i think he looks like he's entering some level of distress (laughs) like emotional distress because tim's like i'm look look, timothy like this sort of looks uh i'm asking you like 
where is the design? I'm trying to break this down for you so that you understand. Uh, do you understand what I'm saying? Can you talk back to me? Can you use your words to confirm to me that you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> and, and Tim's like, yeah, 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 uh, yeah, <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay. okay, all right. But not really. Okay. Yeah. And so, but it's just like, sort of like in the interview afterwards, Timothy is like, yeah, so uh, Tim is talking and I'm like having a nervous breakdown. I'm having trouble processing what he's saying. So clearly he was like... <laughs> highly distressed and I was like I can't tell from the I can't tell from the camera angle on Tim when when Timothy's talking to Tim but um if Tim's concerned then it was concerning in person so so Tim was definitely Timothy is definitely having a moment (laughs) because when um so anything else to say about this moment with Tim and Timothy no no I think I think you nailed it I yeah. think you nailed it. I think once again, Tim is concerned about what Timothy, about how Timothy seems to just be in Timothy's mind. Yeah. And not necessarily thinking about how is it going to be held up by gravity. You know? Right. Because that's, <laughs> like, when Tim's asking him, like, where's the design? I yeah. think, yeah. But I also wonder if Tim has to break it down a little bit more. Same thing hmm. in terms of how he's talking to, um, for instance, Dom, you know, and I think in turning out like, is this too much or are you, are you doing too much to this fabric? I think with Timothy, you probably, probably have to be a little bit more basic with your communication because, but I I don't think that would have helped because he just seemed so closed off. Just, he just knew it's like, I'm in trouble right now. I'm in trouble. I'm, I'm freaking out. Tim doesn't like it. I'm in trouble. But yeah, I think there was a panic freeze there about like, what will I do? I thought I had a good plan. Now I don't have a plan. Yeah. Because when Tim leaves, it's clear that he's lost because he, he like designers start cycling through like Miranda, <gasps> Miranda comes by his arch enemy from Milwaukee comes by and it's like, you know, trying to, I think, and that's why I thought maybe he looked real bad in person. Cause if Miranda's coming over and like, are you okay? Comes over and, and is giving him suggestions. Jeremy comes through and Wait, what Miranda gave suggestions. I thought, I just remember Miranda walking around and giving lots of side eye and like drama. Mm-mm. She came by. I think she was one of the first, well, in terms of the edit, like we see her coming by oh. and being like, I don't know. She goes like, just redrape the whole thing. But she gives, I th- she says something that was comforting. And I was like, what? <laughs> this is interesting. Um, and, and, and Jeremy too, I'm pretty sure other designers kind of cycled on their way through or, la- or at least he asked yeah. a lot of people for advice because he just didn't know what, what to do. Um, yeah. I remember the, the edit were given, Timothy says, oh, if anyone has any suggestions, I'm all open. And then I thought it was Kahindo that said, Oh, just drape the whole thing. And then we no. see. Yeah, wow. no. I, Kahinda was the one who was like, this dude doesn't know who he is. <laughs> He's like, yeah. He has no idea who he is or what kind of designer he wants to be. Because, yeah, you, it, yeah, yeah. It's just, it's like stick to who you are, stick to what you want to do. But he hasn't found himself yet. And that's, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Very fair assessment. Yeah. Spot on. Yeah. Timothy's young. Yeah, totally, you know. totally agree. He's 24 
And I think this one was like, how old was I in 20? Because it was because, okay, so we'll, we'll kind of go through it. And I, you know, um, I am an elderly millennial and I rarely think of my generation in these terms. I, you know, I, I, I like to defend us and how we're a spectrum of complexity, but there's something very millennial about Tim's response or Timothy's response to all of this, but also something flailing about what just happens when you're young. He's, he's a young person um, who probably is, you know, we, we just come off of, of the phenom um, a vintage journey with Christian Siriano. Not everyone is a bullheaded Siriano mm-hmm. at 21. This is pretty yep. normal. I think this is a very normal reaction for someone who's youngish, relatively younger than his counterparts in the room and is in the middle of a panic, like a blank. I don't know what to do. Yeah. And also someone trying to work in a different orbit, trying to work mm. in an orbit of sustainability and not, and, and so I think that is already very off-putting to everybody else. So I think Timothy has, he's not graceful. Well, they're not graceful. They talk about unicorns. Mm-hmm. They're working in a different orbit <laughs> and, and they're young. So I think this whole mix, I think, um, makes people, I don't know. I feel like people should be more open to him, but they're not. Mm-mm. No, not at all. Um, yeah. And it's interesting. I want to know the backstory because Miranda's like, mm, he's awful. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I know that you, <laughs> like, I just, I know that there are, there are so many other stories, but I want to, I want to, I want a camera on an interaction. And then, um, because I have a feeling it has nothing to do with facts or things that actually happen and has a lot to do with the individuals on their, on their ends and how they think about themselves, whatever, and they're, whatever they're projecting, blah, blah, blah. Uh, let's move on. I mean, it's just, I'm just curious. I'm so curious. All right. Okay. Because next we have the Helen show and there's a lot kind of that goes into this. Um, so Helen, oh man, um, you know, like she sort of is uh, going around and and I don't know if she stops off at Timothy, but I'm pretty sure she gives Timothy some advice as well, along with the other line of people, but also kind of like roams around the room, giving a lot of other people advice as well. And um, it's just sort of like, girl, you've got so much work to do, <laughs> but it does yeah, this well- thing of pu- pulling, um, putting it out there. And um, she's like, oh, my gosh, like, this is what you can do. I have expertise in this. Here are my skills. Here are my skills. And then really back, like, oh, oh, my God, maybe I sound like like a conceited asshole. Like, I don't want to sound like a conceited asshole. Like, just kind of putting it out there and then pulling it back, being aware that you're doing something wrong and then absolving yourself mm-hmm. in self-criticism before anyone else can get to it. It's just a lot of bluster that's really annoying. It, and <laughs> this is when I thought, okay, the anxiety, like, this to me was all about, um, Helen proving to themselves or to others about their capacities mm-hmm. instead of actually meeting their capacities at their workstation. Oh my gosh. Great. <laughs> that's what point. I thought. Yes. <laughs> I was yeah. like, okay, that person is having massive anxiety about I don't know what. And and then well we later find out, but I, I think that yeah, that's what I thought. Like massive, massive anxiety or imposter syndrome i yeah. don't know but this person's clearly trying to prove that they can they really can i mean to everybody else and i to avoid to yeah. avoid meeting your fear and i think in terms in terms of bringing that up also because we can go into the next part where the models start to come in for the for the fitting and helen is still 
making patterns. And I think all she has to fit on her model is the top part, which is not even done. Um, but she kind of has this little blurb where she's like, oh, my God, this fits perfectly. And it's weird because I'm like, but it doesn't look finished. So like, so maybe since you know what you're doing, um, you've this is your bread and butter. This is what you this is what you're known for. So you can we're we're assuming that she's able to manage her own time. And if she's fitting the model and it's like, oh, this is great. I'm happy about this. And that I'm trusting you that this you know what you're doing. <laughs> but she's still making the bottom part of her skirt. Like she still she hasn't finished anything. And then and then like then then like, you know, at the snap of a finger, like the the models come in. Um yeah. But any thoughts about the parts like any anything else about this moment between um Tim leaving and then the models, the model fittings? Okay. Mm, no, no. Um well, I just want to say that I really liked hearing Kahindo say that they were making a Michelle Obama type dress or something that Michelle Obama would wear. Yeah. Which I thought, well, this makes sense for the, I was like, Oh, okay. That made me understand the aesthetic that Hindo was going for. Mm-hmm. Aside from that, nothing else really stood out to me except for Sue being really rude. <laughs> oh my God. This is the, this is the section that I call the struggle bus drama. Like, it's just like, you know, and I think it's interesting you bring up anxiety because I thought maybe for Sue, this is also where she falls off the anxiety cliff. Because again, yeah. remember she doesn't know how to use a sewing machine, <laughs> quote unquote, like she doesn't know how to use a sewing machine. Like she's, she's learning. She gets through, she's got through last challenge doing what she knew how to do and was fine. Was in the top three. Um, but you know, we don't even really know what she's making. It's we've seen it very briefly with, with Tim, but we spent a lot of this time on her not, knowing or her, her kind of like freaking out over um, Dom re-threading her machine, quote unquote, her machine from black to green. And Dom comes in, re-threads it for her because I'm pretty sure the whole room, again, like there are these people in, in on the season, Dom being one of them, reasonable, um, agreeable person um, who uh, doesn't, you know, go from zero to a hundred at the drop of a hat is gracious. And then we have someone like Sue who is clearly having a moment freaking out. And so then instead of, um, you know, just maybe finding another machine that definitely has black thread on it, she stomps around the room, stomps around the, the workrooms, wasting a lot of time finding someone to bash for her problems. Oh, so this was awful. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's, it's, it's sort of the beginning of, um, well, not, not even the beginning. Like she did that last week too, but sort of this interesting thing that happens as interesting. I'm using the word interesting with quotation marks around it. Um, when you're not able to take any responsibility or when you assume that things that don't go your way are done out of malicious intent, (laughs) it's like, you could be a little frustrated and you can be um, anxious about it, but it's not as if Dom came in there and purposefully tried to screw you no, over. No, definitely not. 
definitely not. Right. And I think they just, I wonder if, I wonder what happened. Maybe people are, I wondered why are they sharing machines? Because there's definitely enough machines for everybody. So that was a question I had. I know. Like, I don't know why someone would have to rethread somebody else's machine or, or use it. Um, but maybe there aren't enough machines for everyone. Maybe there's like, I don't know, two less or something like that. Um, but it was definitely just, it's just what happens. And I think Sue let, let's dress get the best of her. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, all right. So I think yeah. that's all I have for. Hmm. Yeah. So it's, it's sort of like, a. What I have here is that we have Tim coming in um, to kind of give um, the runway rules. So I believe that's the end of day one, or which is basically the day <laughs> that they get. So um, we do open in Refinery Hotel, where there is this really kind of... I don't know if this is Mean Girl or if this is... Well, I can't... <laughs> How... Okay. <laughs> So setting the scene, we're in um, one of the apartments uh, or one of the hotel rooms. And I believe it's, I want to say Karen, Alexandria, and Kahendo, And they're all getting ready. And Kahendo comes out in this beautiful orange, um, oh. like, baby doll dress with flowy arms and gorgeous teardrop gold earrings. And she's curled her hair. She's been curling her hair, I think, for a couple of days. So she's had them in those Bantu knots. And so she finally let her hair out and like, oh, the curls are great and wonderful. And then we have, you know, uh, we have a Swedish Finnish Alexandria on, on, on the bed. It's like, um, I'm sorry. So we're with like $60 million of diamonds and you're looking like a go-go girl. And she's like, oh, oh, but I mean, I'm just so excited. And it's like, what do you mean? It's like, uh, you're going to be sitting next to something expensive. Do you want to look like a go-go dancer? I'm like, yes, Alexandra. Maybe she does. But also, <laughs> can you just mind your business? Mind your business. It's just, it, but also Kahindo was so uh, lighthearted about it. So I was like, is this mean or not? Because Kahindo's like, oh, you're right. Oh, okay, I'll take these earrings off. I'm like, come on. Anyway, what did you think? <laughs> I was like, what? What business is it of yours that somebody else wants to wear? I, mean, I thought that was really judgmental of Alexandria. And she was so happy to wear those huge, huge earrings. I'm just like, if Kahindo's ears can take that, first of all, painful. Yeah. I, I mean, my ears are not used to wearing earrings like that. But they're so beautiful. And also, you know, it's sparkly. And she wanted to sparkle. And yeah. it's not a day where she's like, oh, do you want to? This is the whole challenge, basically, which is which is what pisses me off. It's like, do you really want to upstage $60 million worth of diamonds? I'm like, yes. Okay. Yes. Mm -hmm. I do want to upstage it. And that's my business. Anyway. All right. I thought, I thought the Hindu looked great and, and should have worn what they wanted. <laughs> I totally agree. Um, okay. All right. So we do also have this discussion between, um, Brayden, Alexander, and Sandro, and I do believe that they're they're talking about um, uh, Timothy and um, the the lack of experience that Timothy has. But essentially, just Timothy is struggling, and you know we kind of sort of see that I think as we get into the into the back into the workroom. Um, okay, so back into the workroom. 
uh, not only is Timothy struggling, but so is Helen. And I have to say, before we actually walk into the workroom, there's this interstitial of um, uh, Times Square. And um, it's with it's at that time when they solicited a bunch of famous designers to drape dresses and yeah. have them stand as like, on mannequins that were um, installed on that promenade where, you know, you can't drive anymore. Um, but they were out there for months. And I think it was a summer where there are all these Vivian Westwood had one. I think like Donna Karen had one and all these famous designers, blah, blah, blah. But I thought it was kind of interesting that they sh- that they showed yeah, this. Nice. That was nice. <laughs> and I also am like, well, they probably had more than one day to do this. Um, I wish these designers had at least two days or at most two days to, to work on their dresses. Anyway, so, okay, back into the workroom. And people are putting up finishing touches. Most Mostly everyone is. But Helen still has her patterns, is panicking, and is speaking in tiny voice where she's like, oh, my God, I'm nowhere near finished. Where are my scissors? I've never made cups before. It's like, <laughs> is this your bread and butter, Helen? Oh, my God. You've never made cups before. It's just, it's very much in the middle of panic, in the middle of panic time. Um, and then we have Timothy, who's doing sort of a show and tell of his three-hour dress. And I, I really thought this was adorable and kind of hilarious because he shows it to Jeremy and has wants to have a session, a critique session with Jeremy, who's busy, who's very yeah. busy. And it's like with Jeremy's own dress. Exactly. And he's like, Jeremy, so then do you think I need to do this or that to it? Do you think I need to do a little bit less of this or there? Uh or never mind, you're busy. I, I guess I'll just kind of, you know, show this to someone else. Um it was <laughs> it was a mixture of, of adorable and annoying <laughs> and um just a lack of awareness. And like, listen, Jeremy is busy right now, like he's also in a competition, so go back to your workstation, Timothy. Yeah. Well, that's when Gehindo's comment is like proved right. You know? Yeah. Totally. Um, We do have steamer drama. And I have to bring this up because it's an iconic moment. (laughs) I'm so sorry. Uh, But with three minutes before they have to leave the workroom, Sandro decides to steam his outfit. Sandro goes off set backstage because he's, he's making an announcement because everyone has no one else is working. You know, um, it's like Timothy and Sandro are the only people who have anything to do. So Sandro mm-hmm. makes an announcement to the room. Anyone can help me uh, make the steamer go because he doesn't know how to use it. No one answers because they're all busy. So then instead, he finds a member of the crew, goes back and calls back. I wrote down his name, RJ Larice. Because RJ got a Chiron and RJ gets a, his Chiron says uh, uh, RJ is a project runway crew member and Sandro drags RJ onto the set. RJ's like, what, what is this? What do you need? What is this? What's happening? Um, then immediately as, as quickly as RJ can gets out and leaves because they're also distressed. RJ assessed the situation was like, oh, no, 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 you're a jerk. I'm leaving. Um, and Sandro, uh, again, has his uh, fourth temper tantrum of the morning because no one is there to serve him. <laughs> just, yeah. It's just, 
you know, um, an unfortunate thing that they had to spend so much time on rather than, you know, how is uh, Brayden back there? Brayden made two dresses in a day. Just want to just want to say that. Um, or how is Jeremy finishing um, their dress? Or how is Kahindo uh, doing over there on that end? But no, we have to spend time on steamer drama. Anything else to say before we go to the runway, Patricia? No, this was so horrifying. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is when I was like, okay, you are... He didn't just get the crew member. He dragged that crew member by by the hand. Yeah, yeah. And that person was like, I I can't be here. I got to go. Yeah. And it's not even clear. Do you not know how to turn it on or is it broken? And if it is broken, then someone should have obviously came to help, but... It's all very confusing. The combina- the toxic combination between Sandro and this camera mm-hmm. crew decision to keep egging this on mm-hmm. was really off-putting to me. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I totally agree. And and also that like they kind of got it on. Yeah, I, 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 I yeah, I don't have to reiterate what you just said, but yeah. Um, but then then we go to the runway. Yeah. You know? Oh, before <laughs> like, we go to the oh. runway, I do have to point out that. Um, our wonderful Scott Patrick, um, yes, rest in peace, um, got, uh, got out, you know, some environmentally friendly, uh, L'Oreal magic or not, not L'Oreal. Um, is L'Oreal the makeup? Yes. L'Oreal. It is L'Oreal. Got some, it is yeah. L'Oreal. Pulled yeah, from their sustainability. Yes. Pulled out their sustainability line and is able to do the make, um, at least the makeup for, um, for Timothy's model. Which I thought was just really wonderful. He's like, look what I found. Uh, now we can do this. So you don't have to repeat last week. Um, right. So, yeah. Yeah. And you know what else I thought was interesting? Well, this is kind of nothing. But Sandro's only direction to the makeup artist is uh, Dior Galliano. Dior a la Galliano. Meaning wow. makeup like Dior during the Galliano years. And I'm like, what the heck does that mean? Because, you know, Galliano was designing for Dior from like 1995 to 2010. So, and Galliano was known for making like very different things every yeah. season. It's not like, the, it's not like Jill Sander where, you know, it's going to be probably a very neutral makeup palette with maybe a pop of color, you know. <laughs> yeah. This is Galliano. So what the heck does it mean to say Dior by Galliano like that? It's like. That is so random and I, so not precise. But the makeup artist just goes, oh, uh-huh, okay. Because I, <laughs> <laughs> I wish that someone would question his references. That would be so great. She's like, okay, so what What time period of Galliano for Dior? Yeah, Thanks. Exactly. Can you be more specific? Rather than just like throwing out these names as if you know what you're talking about. Because um, I'm very suspicious now. I really am suspect about whether or not he un- he truly understands <laughs> <laughs> what he's referencing when he uses those names. Um, mm. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. It seems point. not to matter because it's all about power anyway. Yeah, exactly. No, I would love to know. totally gross. Yeah. To me. Um, same. Might as well. Um, did you clock <laughs> Sandro's pants, by the way? No, I did not. Oh my God. Were I didn't they under- also animal, animal skin? <laughs> no, like the top was the see-through looking, you know, um, I don't know. It, it just looked very or a very ornate top. It was probably faux nude, but his pants, the waist looked like 
I, I've never seen a waist like that. It looked like oh, yes, it was I very did. far away from him, but also kind of in between paper bag, but not with the wonderful like ruching that happens with a paper bag waist, like a um, like a belted. It was a high waist belted trouser, which yeah. is very like 1940s. Like <laughs> it, it was missing a zoot suit jacket <laughs> over it. You know, it was so strange. And okay. He was wearing and, and Sandra was wearing that with some kind of animal skin taxidermy looking rug. Oh, it looked kind of Versace <laughs> to me. Yeah, sure. it was really interesting looking. I'll just say that. Interesting. Oh. Um, all right. Well, enough about Sandra's clothes. We'll get to <laughs> we'll get to the runway. Um, okay, so let's finally get to this runway. And we have Heidi coming out and um, explaining the bazillions of dollars of of jewels that that uh that the that the judges will see today um also let's get our judges down so we have our normies we have zach posen nina garcia and um i'll say we also have tim gunn because tim gunn is um like the fifth man or the sixth man i should say it's, tim gunn is a sixth man can't um can't judge but can save an eliminated designer if if tim disagrees with the judges and then we have our guest judge eric damon of um sex in the city and gossip girl fame um stylist um and costume designer so and then heidi also reiterates that this is an anonymous runway but she kind of knows who the models belong to because she was there at the beginning when they chose the models oops So. No, I thought it was great. I was like, wow, that's so that's that's a that's good hosting is it's all anonymous, but hey, I have a leg up, remember? Okay, bye. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Note taken. Like Heidi is a great host. All right. Um uh Emmy nominated Peabody Award winning. Okay, all right. So ne- next we go to the runway. And listeners, this is where you can pick up the or click on the link in the show notes to get our cheat sheet for this week and um here we are the background is uh velvet <laughs> so hopefully it's not too distracting from the pictures um because i was sort of going uh timothy's route because i thought it was just conceptually it was interesting so all right backdrop is velvet let's move on so the first person we have coming out is dom oh my goodness Okay, what are your you thoughts on this? No, you go first. Oh. You're fresh eyes. Okay. So you go first. Fine. Okay, fine. <laughs> I thought it was so boring. Oh, no! I, I love this print. But I thought it was like, I was like, no, this is exactly what Tim told you not to make. Mm-hmm. And I, I really don't like the waist. Oh, man. It's sort of like this elastic-looking waist. It looks very... It, it does not look designed or well-designed or well placed mm-hmm. but i love the print i i, I really wish that this designer had more time i do too i totally agree with you on the waist part because you can't see it on the chi chi but f- from behind it's very bulky so it's clear that she used elastic um because of the way it kind of just ruches together and um or maybe it isn't clear that she used uh ruche or uh, use elastic but it's very bulky on the back yeah. it's not refined and i do think that there's a little bit too much going on with the headband because on the side the way that she dra- draped the fabric um almost like a 
like its own little ringlets on the shoulder, I thought was really beautiful. I did. Yeah, that's yeah. great detail. Yeah. Wonderful. Just really, really great. And sort of like all you need it. That's all you need it. Yeah, exactly. You just needed something very, very like simple and fitting for the front and a detail like that. Good yeah. to go. Yeah. This was, this was exactly the, the poolside floozy or whatever it was that um, Tim Gunn said. Um, okay. All right. That's so, a thing. That's a thing. I mean, it is apparently, you know, like, and, you know, perhaps it's right. Perhaps it was ahead of, of, of her time for Palm Springs also. Um, mm. We'll see. All right. Um, next we have Justin. Okay. okay. So you go on this one or tell me which ones you really want me to go. Cause I really do want to hear your thoughts oh, okay. on a lot of these because I basically wrote down boring for Dom. And then I made those two lines that mean same as above, same as above, <laughs> same as above. Kind of all the way down. So <laughs> yeah, I just think it was kind of, un- again, I've, I've already said my piece about how unfortunate this was laid out. I thought the most interesting thing about this was the styling. Even though the hair looks a little clumped and matted in that bun, I thought at least there's something going on with it that was interesting to look at um, in terms of the hair styling. Um, I thought the way the dress flowed was really nice. But again, I just was disappointed that I couldn't see these tiered layers that Jason or that Justin talked about. Um, And I was expecting a more exaggerated silhouette on the bottom. It just looked like it was just kind of a bias cut all the way down, sort of like cascading rather than it being. And I, and I have a feeling that it's because he didn't have time and Tim told yeah. him and he didn't have time. Yeah. So. I agree. Yeah. So then we have Ken. All right. Go so here we have, again, we've all, we've, we've, the first time we've met Ken on this podcast is from um, the all-star season. And this is, again, we're in Ken's origin story and Ken loves a peplum. <laughs> Ken loves a dramatic peplum. And I have to say that this one, again, because there wasn't enough time, everyone's having problems with their waists. Um, another problem fitted around the waist, but I kind of, I wish that, can have more time to do something with the skirt and to fix that um the fit the the waist part of the of the fitting but i i just kind of appreciate that there's this monochromatic style with ken where he's good with color and um and good with kind of going there with just one color straight down and i just thought fine you got this done in a day this is this is this is great this is this is fine what yeah. did you think? <laughs> Look, I thought, listen, everybody so far has made very well-made things. I haven't had an issue with the quality of any of the dresses so far. In fact, I have issues issues with the quality of very few from this runway. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was just so boring. I mean, so far, all three dresses are things that I have seen before ad nauseum, but not just, just me. Like, mm-hmm. People who look at advertisements on the subway, look mm-hmm. at magazines, mm-hmm. <laughs> waiting at the grocery, waiting in the grocery store line, and, mm-hmm. and look to the right or to the left, wherever the magazines are next to the gum. You know, we've all seen these things like yeah. so much. And I can see him going to hair and makeup and going old Hollywood glamour. I can see all of them going like old Hollywood glamour. It's, you know, everyone says right. that. It's like yeah, right, it's, it's quintessential right. that. Yeah. As if that means 
off all of their eyebrows and give me like a, a thin line or a bushy brow. Like which which Hollywood drama do you really mean? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but but I listen. I have to say, I really liked what comes next. Okay, so let's get to Kahindo. Um, I didn't. Okay, go oh, ahead. Go ahead. No, it's your turn. I really didn't like the hairstyling on this model. Mm-hmm. I thought if this model had done like what I call like no nonsense, like business drag hair, which for me means like um, a part in the middle, mm-hmm. either tied in a bun in the back or, or natural. However, the hair stays oh. kind of quote, quote, in control. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I thought that would make this dress look a lot edgier than oh, it man. does with, with this kind of like prom hair, you know, this like Taylor Swift prom hair. But um but I thought the dress was well made. I actually really like what Kahindo made with the pattern. Mm-hmm. And isn't the fact that Kahindo had a muse, Michelle Obama. I could totally see Michelle Obama wearing this. Yeah. Yeah. And she can totally, totally see it. Same. I mean, it's okay. And you can kind of see it from the, the cheat sheet. What she was able to do with those lines was... I was really, really worried about how this would look with all of these geometric shapes, but like they kind of have this wonderful flowiness in the front. The only thing that I had against it was just how boring the neckline was. Yes. And that um, there, she could have done more with that. But again, with what she was able to do in a day. Um, I know. Oh my god! Just yeah. lining up all of that. Yeah. And you know what? I I don't have the literacy for it, but I really would love to know. How does that way of making pattern relate to Kahindo's Nigerian like history of patterns or mm-hmm. history of pattern making? And um, I don't know. Like, I guess you can call it pattern, but all all the patterns in in. Oh, and she's wait, from she's Uganda. From... She's from Uganda. What did, I, what did I say? Did I say Senegal? Nigeria. Oh, Nigeria. Yeah, I'm sorry. Okay. So uh, Ugandan textiles, mm-hmm. like how um, the, how did those traditions inform like what happened here? Like in the way that um, Gehindo style, like literally made a pattern out of that fabric. Yeah. I thought it was beautiful. I really did. And I wish I knew more about just the process for that. Me too. I, I would have liked to know, um, to have known like, yeah, how she pieced it together and and, and I don't know, it just, it also just, I thought the skirt was very flattering. Um, there's something happening at the bottom that, that I thought there was like a flounce to it. I don't know. And, and I just, I, I would say the first time I saw this episode, I, I actually was a little angry at Tim for putting that olive green thing over it because I thought it really dulled the effect of the color. Um I can't imagine what it would look like. Otherwise, I think it would have been, I don't really know. I don't know. But I, I just remember thinking, like, I thought it looked better without this overlay. And that probably, like, you know, doled it for the runway. But I like the overlay, but I'm partial to that green with all those colors coming through. Mm-hmm. And I thought I thought that the, that flouncy part at the bottom moved really well. Mm-hmm. Like, it was really well fitted. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, and also kind of purposefully did a cocktail, cocktail dress also because she's like, everyone else is going to be doing 
these ball gowns or these red carpet looks and I'm going to do something that's a little bit more every day. You know, my person is just casually rich. <laughs> but people do wear, people do wear, I'm sorry if you hear my water bottle. No, I don't know, right. I should have, until you were talking and pressed mute. That's okay. Um, <laughs> I, but people do wear cocktail dresses with something like that. People wear that to fashion week. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So it's not out of line. I, yeah. Yeah. No, I totally agree. Um, all right, who is next? Back, people wear that in, 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 what was this? Stylist Gilmore Girls or something? Yeah, Gilmore Girls uh, in Sex Gossip, City? Gossip Girl. That's how, look, uh, uh, that's how they look on all those shows. Yeah. Cocktail dresses and big bling. Exactly. That's that's just what they do. Um, okay, next we have, I believe it's Alexandria. Am I right? Yes. Okay, great. I just, sorry, I clicked off my... Here's my cheat sheet again. Yeah. Um, you have Alexandria. And, okay, I'm just going to predict that you did not like this. <laughs> I did not. As much as I love a, 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 um, a pop of Nordic stoicism, <laughs> as much as I love that, especially in Navy, this isn't, this isn't the one. No, I thought this was mega boring. <laughs> Mega, mega boring. Even the backside. It's like Ralph Lauren does this season after season. Mm-hmm. We've all seen it. Um, I don't know. Yeah. What, what did you... I hated it. I, I mean, I remember not really paying that much attention to it the first go of the season. Um, you know, I'm not being shady by the picture on the cheat sheet, guys. I just found it online. <laughs> but the model does this weird thing with the, with the right foot. Um, but I, I feel like it also kind of highlights how awkward the hemline is. Um, mm. it's, it's too short, but also too long in some places. And I, I just didn't think that I, again, my own personal feeling about this whole thing was, um, it's such a ho-hum dress. I, I just am so, I just wish that there was more, something more adventurous done with this dress. And I know that. Alexandria is capable of that like she had that mesh lining thing and and totally threw it away and and went from being edgy to the other end of being incredibly incredibly safe um and also I don't think her model is particularly tall either so that's also what the length the length of it is just kind of mind-boggling to me like why didn't she get that right yeah so well next we have Miranda Miranda you run. Who is still oh, yeah. doing her um, two-piece study. What did you think of this two-piece study? Oh, my God. We get this, like, we get this voiceover of Miranda going, I really tried to push myself to do something I've never done before <laughs> that hasn't been seen before. And I'm watching this going, oh, right, we've never seen midriff before. I mean, we saw this last week, Miranda. <laughs> I know. I know. Also, like... How are you? A, how are you pushing yourself? And B, how are you pushing design? I okay. don't get it. I will say that the back part, the back part of the of the of the crop top, was cute. But I'm like, why did you? I just okay. Do this in the front. Can can you do something in the front with? Because there's like this button configuration where it almost looks like she was doing this stylized version of, say, 
um, a halter where the tie happens at the neck. And and then you have the, the stuff draping or you have the fabric draping the back. But it was very constructed, you know, of course, because of the, the type of fabric and it had buttons, blah, blah. There was, it was, the back was just way more interesting than the front. But also, again, are you delusional? Do you not see that you made the same thing this week that you made mm-hmm. last week? You know, and also that we're being facetious when we're saying two-piece study. Or do you take yourself that seriously? <laughs> Mirada. <laughs> two-piece study. A study of two. Um. All right. Um, next we have Alexander. <laughs> yes. What did you think about this? I just wrote a costume. Again. Costume. Another costume. But also I love it that Alexander just can't help do a costume because the... Um, there is this shock of yellow underneath the sleeves of this of this dress. And I just think it's so dramatic and billowy and wonderful and amazing, but it's still a costume and I don't care. It's I, I really did like this outfit a lot, but I just kind of, okay. I think it's cut interestingly, um, meaning there is a problem with the, with the under part. So the part that is um, opaque underneath the sea of chiffon, I do believe that Alexander ran out of room or underestimated how much chiffon you would need to layer it so that you would cover your model. Um, um, and you wouldn't send like a, a, a semi-nude model down the runway. And so th- how, how, however, sit again. <laughs> Last week that did happen. Right. Basically. Yeah. I'm like, however, you know, you fix that is fine, but it just felt a little less considered. And the, the cutoff where it's like you're wearing a mini dress underneath this very long, elegant gown and you have like choir robe sleeves with yellow underneath. It's great. I just, I don't know. It's, it's a mess, but I love it. I I just, I like looking at it, even though it has problems. What did you, what did you think? I was like, wow, Gothic beer maiden. I love it. (laughs) Gothic beer is just great. It's so great. I thought this was way too much fabric. Yeah, it was just too, too heavy with fabric. That's what I wrote down. And next to my, the little two lines that means same as above. So it's like boring number seven. <laughs> I wrote too much fabric, too heavy. I think I, I think that's why I love it because it makes me laugh. Because <laughs> it's, it's like <laughs> what? <laughs> it's, it's a lot. Um, and then we have Kate. Kate is next. Kate. So Kate gets the. I'm. You know. I feel like. I would, if I were a model, I would love to walk a dress like this. It just mm. looks fun to wear. A little wrinkly. I don't know if that's the, yeah, what were your thoughts on this? I'll let you go first. I found this dress confusing. I thought it was well-made. I mean, okay, everybody here pretty much except for Sandro seems to be making well-made things, mm. you know. But um, I thought it was very well-made, but it confused me because for me, it's like couture in the front. Yeah. Pile of curtains in the back. Yes. Like the back just looks like a pile of curtains and I don't understand why. The back look unfinished and you can't see this on a sheet sheet, but um, how would you describe the back? A poof of mm-hmm. like gathered, gathered poofs of fabric that kind of feel, seem like frosting on top of a cupcake. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, but that's not a very good description. I admit. No, I was thinking of like, okay. So, you know, the, Okay. I don't know if you remember the dress that Keeney, the the um, umbrella dress <laughs> that Keeney made on um, uh, Keeney sees. It was like the water wa- rainway. It was Project Rainway, um, and it was that famous 
uh, or iconic moment where one of the the designers had like a lot of um as if it were something new like a anyway it's like they had just rain on a runway and Keeney made this dress that was um uh waterproof and inspired by if you turn an umbrella upside down <laughs> so it made these little loops all the way around and so the back of this looks like two of those loops oh, wow. just stuck on the back of of the dress and it almost looks as if Kate was like, oops, leftover fabric. I don't know what to do with this. So I guess I'll just pin it in the middle. So, yeah. But I agree. The front is, front looks great. Yeah, it really does. (laughs) All right. Next, we have Timothy. Um, And I guess I'll go first on this. Yes. Yes. So it just weirdly looks sporty to me Mm. with that shock of white on the skirt I mean on on the I would say on on the bottom part there is something I I feel like if that were throughout the the dress then that would be more interesting the top part Mm -hmm. of it um is very confusing with the with the white on the side and they'll talk about this later but if you have a semblance of breasts um if you have a if you have a chest where you you would need to wear a bra to feel comfortable in this. There mm-hmm. are no uh, backward racer back dra- uh, bras out there. I'm pretty sure you could probably tape yourself in order to fit into this, but um, this is a very uncomfortable dress for someone to wear. That's not a part of like a, a an, an exhibition maybe, or, like, or something that's not supposed to be practical. But I have to say I, I the sporty part, on the bottom was really strange to me, but I didn't like it, but also thought that, I mean, the hem just drove me crazy with the up and downness of it. I just did not like, I did not like it at all. Um, I, just, I basically just like the white stripe on the bottom. That's all I liked. What about you? Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was really, um, I didn't like it at all, but I was, I think I thought, Oh, something was finished. Something went down the runway and oh, it yeah. wasn't falling apart. And, yeah. uh, which is kind of a low bar, but in terms of the design itself, I didn't see the point of any of these decisions. No. I didn't understand why it had to have this white thing. Why couldn't it have been all one material? Um, I don't mind the, the razor ra- racer back in the front, but I think again, it ha- then it has to accommodate for gravity and, and bodies. So it could have been a little further up it could have been more dramatic around the neck to create mm-hmm. the same effect but further up yeah um but i didn't think it was that interesting at the same time i would prefer this to what sandro made last week oh absolutely absolutely you know so in a way it's like not the worst thing i've seen yeah because i think you know yeah definitely not i mean it's it's also sort of the same it's a, it's a, I think it's a lesson that you would have to be able to learn um, as someone who is making clothes for human bodies. Like this is a part of the transition, or I would say the evolution that we saw Christian Siriana go through. Where like, yes. you're not, you're not making these things for dolls or for inanimate mannequins. Like people have to live their lives in this. Think about how they get into this dress or think about how big their arms are when you're making a jacket. You love jackets, but how can you accommodate real life people? 
And so this is one of those things where I think Timothy, again, you can tell flailing, anxious, but really wanted to get their velvet jewelry box idea out of the way. And that's all that makes <laughs> that's the only thing that makes sense on this outfit. Um, but it's sort of like you have to learn to go from there and everything else. This is why it's hard for me to talk about it, because every, nothing else, nothing really makes any sense, like why it's going together. Um but it looks like something that you just, you know, it, it, he would need or I, or they would need like, I think a month, maybe, maybe a year <laughs> to just like to figure out, out, yeah, to work it out. Critique. Yeah. And then like just consistent critique and consistently get used to having to think through your ideas and have, have Tim come in, say that it looks bad, get over it wait till your blood pressure comes down um wait until your your face goes back to its natural color and then get into it go into a corner cry come back to it try it out have tim come back in and say like this looks great but this also looks really janky cry you know like just kind of go through it because right. this is just needs, men needs mentorship oh, yeah. needs mentorship a lot of guidance nothing wrong with that yeah nothing yeah wrong. But all right it's just that's that's where timothy's at exactly totally agree Oh my God, the hymn is awful. All right, back next we have Karen. <laughs> Here comes Karen. Karen. Um, God, this. Oh my God. I love the color, but that's it. <laughs> See, okay, here, I'm just going to say something about this. Yeah. When I go to the store, mm -hmm. I, I don't like this fitting at all because it reminds me of like, this is how things fit me poorly, bulky in the middle. Always like flapping on the sides, you mm -hmm. know, of around the breast area. The straps are always too thin. I sort of looked at this and I thought, how, how were these choices made? <laughs> I mean, talk about not being able to wear. If <laughs> I mean, it's right? just the the yeah, like it's bulking. Like, what do you call that? Like the the yeah, the top part of this camisole whatever it is like the sleeves don't fit like it's just whatever she yeah. however she cut that top it's poorly cut um the drop waist part is kind of it could be cool but there really isn't anything going on with this outfit either it's just like badly cut it's so it's it's all it's even worse because it looks like it ought to be simple um i think that I'm, I'm trying to see, but she, I don't think she knows how to make darts. I think that's what's missing from this top part. And then there's a weird pull right at the model's crotch area. I don't understand why. And then she added in those little things that I keep forgetting what the, um, what the names of those are, but it's like when you cut a V shaped um, strip of fabric um, and you, you create these little roughly things around uh, because clearly she was trying to do something different, but there's, I think there's just too much, of this color the length is weird and then you can't see on the cheat sheet but the model is wearing nude um to her colors like like these light um ugh. um it was like a phase where i just can't i couldn't stand people wearing like skin colored shoes she's wearing skin colored shoes underneath oh, that okay. and they're thick they're like platforms um i guess mm -hmm. that's a bulk thing but i i barely notice the jewelry on this because there's just so much of this color and it just just sort of and it's so it's it's just very poorly constructed um it's so boring yeah it is boring 
Um, okay. Next we have Jeremy, whose model looks like if anyone watches Selling Sunset, um, looks like one of the new realtors on this season of the oh. the new season of Selling Sunset on Netflix. I because I I don't I don't know if she was a model, but I was like, oh my god, is this her? This is crazy. Anyway, um, what are your thoughts about this about Jeremy's outfit? I think Jeremy thinks he likes, or no, thinks he likes, you know, what it means to be a woman and to be modern. <laughs> I, think, I think Jeremy thinks that Jeremy is the authority on modern femininity or whatever this is described. But I, I think it's a total cliche. And by the way, I feel so bad saying these things are boring and cliche because I could not make, I could not, it would take a month for timothy to understand that outfit it would take me a year you know yeah but so i feel bad but i i also feel like i've seen this so much okay because i particularly wanted you to reference this because i saw this i'm like i'm pretty sure patricia has so many references for this outfit because this looks so like it looks dramatic but so normal at the same sense but do you have any names or or where you've seen this or i mean i'm Literally every designer has something like this. And I'll, I'll say what I mean by something like this. Mm-hmm. Something that, well, okay. So in relationship to the next, to the previous look, the straps and the, the like the top of the garment actually mm-hmm. does fit the model to proportion. Yeah. So that part is well done. Um, but it's a sleeveless strap strappy dress top with flouncy what is that chiffon probably hoofing around on the bottom every single major designer has done something like this yeah 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 um pretty much since the 80s at least since the 80s and maybe before okay yeah so it's so so i do not understand like what um, I mean, if it was fun to make, if that's your th- aesthetic, that's great. But what always sh- what always surprises me is everybody thinks they're making something new and exciting. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you are all students of fashion. You have seen this more than I have. Mm-hmm. So then, what? What? Then it, I, I always think, what am I not seeing? What am I missing? Like, what? You know. But it still doesn't stop me from being bored with it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because I, I liked seeing it walk, but I wonder if a part of it is because I, I also thought about I would love to be able to make this. And I and I can um, I just kind of imagine myself learning how to make this and be like, oh, my God, I made this poofy thing. It's so beautiful. I can do this. Um, and, yeah. and I would just sort of, you know, be proud of myself for making something. But, I you know, knowing that it's, you know, not inventing the wheel at all but sort of being like oh my god like i love seeing people wear this okay this thing about jeremy is like oh this is how a modern sexy woman looks and so you know he's like i like women who are wearing you know body conscious dresses with a lots of flounce on the bottom and you know just kind of make all of that or or another an, an iteration of it but for me i, I kind of got lost in the fact that i'm like jeremy made this <laughs> Yeah. I mean, there's so. nothing practical to having all that flouncy stuff in the bottom. So it's for drama, mm-hmm. right? So this is like a specialty dress. But I think if if you were to make this in one of your fabrics, in one of your fabrics that you make your photograms on and you print mm-hmm. your photograms on, that would not be reinventing the wheel. That would be like, because um, I always think like, 
nobody like we don't have to reinvent wheels but we just have to make sure the wheels we have are functioning at the best that they can mm-hmm. you know for whatever reason so that's making the, the wheel a little nicer like yeah. if you were to make this it would not be this cliche because this is also like oh okay dark strappy top and white flouncy bottom that's the formula mm-hmm. yeah it is i mean it, and it's it's kind it's very flattering um i was surprised that it was it didn't look like it was dragging the top down at all but yeah yeah it just sort of is like one plus one equals the stress <laughs> right and i don't think it went that's the other thing i don't think so far mm-hmm. i can't think of a single look that has really worked very well with the outfit hmm. oh you mean with the with the with the jewels with i'm the sorry jewels. but I, okay. I, I don't know what's why i'm saying all the wrong words today but i can't i can't so far i can't think we have like four more designers to go but so far, not a single dress hmm. works well with with the jewelry. All I mean, right. This one has like these bright green emeralds. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of, uh, oh, wow. Yeah. You know, I don't get it. I don't get, and the emeralds are not even triangular. They're sort of squarish. Mm-hmm. They're, they're all, yeah. Like, you know. Hmm. They're kind of heavy too. Like they just seem heavier than, okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Next we have Sandro. Yes. So who do you want to start? You or me? Do I have to start? Okay. I Well, okay. I'll just say the model can hardly walk. <laughs> and we're back. I was like, we're back to Europe in the twenties. And, um, and yeah, you know, kind of talk about a two piece study. It's just sort of, here we have another Miranda dress. Um, but also with with uh, Sandro aesthetics, and um, I don't know. I I I just I I can appreciate the silhouette. Like at least it was something interesting to look at. It's not. Oh, it also has those like V shaped things in um in in the bottom to kind of create that flounce or whatever. But yeah. it just it just kind of was. Um, I don't know. I, I just, it's just sort of hard to, I don't know. What, do you, what are your thoughts on it? Like, yeah. I have four words for this. Okay. Ma- ma- male gaze breast shelf. Okay. Yes. Thank you. It's just like, what, <laughs> oh, God. what does any of this do? Yes. The skirt is well made. It's, I, it's not that interesting. Actually, I, the skirt is well fitted, maybe, 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 because it's all kind of bunchy. Mm-hmm. The, the stitch—it seems like it's sort of bunchy along the stitches. Yeah. Um, I thought that transparency along the um, lateral side of the leg—I think that looks great and works really well on, on like a pant. Mm-hmm. But on a skirt with no top. <laughs> Uh, I think Nina would say, oh, it's a taste level issue. I think it's a complete lack of creativity. Hmm. Yeah. Complete. What did you think? Anything salvageable? Well, I think from this I think the taste, I, you know, I, I love that you said breast shelf because um, in thinking <laughs> again, like how, who would be wearing this and how would you wear this? Um, and, and again, like thinking about how much crop tops 
were in back then and are still in, you know, there are, you know, people I know where they own a lot of crop tops. Um, but it just, it just felt like it's hard. Okay. This is hard for me to divorce it from the designer because it was (laughs) so, um, I think it's, it, there's something really selfish about this dress that I can't really explain, um, where there really is no, and, and, and it also brings in last week, where there really is no consideration of the person who's wearing it. It really is to be looked at. And there are interesting things happening with the lines and even with the, with the, the part holding up the breast shelf that's making the breast shelf. Um, there is like a, a semblance of a skyline. It really does look like like an art deco um, rendition of a city. Um, But it's just such a costume. It looks like something from a movie from the bygone days that I don't really like watching because women were treated horribly um, or, or were disrespectful and and mostly kind of in the background for, um, for just to be, just to be gazed at, like you were saying, like, male gaze breast shelf and I'm just I'm really really tired of it and a part of it I will be honest is because there are so many throwback movies coming out right now and I'm just so tired of watching these throwback movies where we get to see men playing interesting parts and then they come home to their wives who've just been sitting at a desk all day waiting for them to come home and you know um, just kind of be like what were you doing or you know interesting uh, men characters who get to go to the bar or get to go to a, a cabaret show or or whatever who knows and they encounter a, a lady like this and she has no lines I'm just not <laughs> just not interested in seeing women dressed this way um, mm. and I'm not interested in seeing someone who thinks to dress women in this way and I'm just I'm just kind of over it so yeah or in this case <laughs> ha- half dressing women because yes yeah I, I know you said crop top I have a really hard time seeing that as a crop top because it's okay. barely I think if you were if you were taller than this model you could see into her body. Oh, inch oh. Yes. Yes. So to okay. me that's sort of like not really a crop top. It's like it's like trying to be risque, like mm-hmm. the garment, not the person. The garment is sort of trying to imply all this stuff. Mm-hmm. But it also just doesn't look comfortable. Those straps don't look comfortable. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't even think about that. Like if wear, you're looking down and it's sort of just, yeah, you just like look straight down and see yeah. everything. Yeah, that's why I'm like, oh, it's a shelf. It's 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 it's, it's just crazy to me, really yeah. crazy. To me. And hmm. um, yeah. All right. That makes sense. And also, who the heck could wear this? I mean, I mean, maybe a, maybe like Katy Perry, like a pop star, could wear something like this, or yeah. people who will pose for photos, but maybe a red carpet. But it's sort of like, who are you really dressing for? Yeah, it's it's a it really is like a very specific piece. Yes, very specific, um, but just not in, just not interested, not interested. Okay, next we have Helen. But before we have Helen, we have some runway drama. So every there's like just oh. kind of drama, just kind of, you know, uh, sticking its nose everywhere in this episode. And um, spoiler alert in this season. So we have Nastasia, who, you know, is this unfortunate model who's 
<laughs> on 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 her way out. Um, but they have to stop the show because Helen is on the side sobbing. And Heidi is the one, I think, who stops the runway and asks Tim Gunn to go over and talk to, to Helen. Um, and she's she's just really crying. She's sitting next to Sandra. Sandra's trying to comfort her, but she just seems unconsolable. Um, and also just so uh so feeling very humiliated because she understands just how poorly constructed her piece is and she's had to sit there um let's see we've had one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve pieces go in front of hers and she's probably been sitting there thinking holy holy shit mine's the worst it looks the worst so she kind of loses it and tim goes over there to to talk her to talk her through um, a moment um, to have her um, give her time to collect herself, but also just to kind of comfort her. I'm like you, she's like, I was overly ambitious and I know I can do better than this. And, um, and, and Tim uh, tells her, it's like, there's nothing you, there's nothing you can do about it now. Um, mm-hmm. Yes. You were overly, overly ambitious with it. And you want to do something completely new, but um pull yourself together. You're going to be okay. You're going to be fine. And also sort of, this is kind of like a part of the process in a way. It's very, it's very, it was very hard to watch, I'll say, but um, I, I agree. yeah, very, very hard to watch. Um, and it was hard for everyone. You can see it on everyone's faces that people were just really concerned. Um, but she manages to pull it together and they let um, Nastasia walk again and I just have to say, I'm like, poor Nastasia. <laughs> like, she gets to have hair and makeup this week, but she has not looked out with the pick of designers that have dressed her. Um, and uh, yeah, this, I don't know what to say about this this piece other than that it looks like a shell of what was supposed to be out there. This looks like the mock-up and not the actual garment. So. Yeah, I agree. And that was so unfortunate, but it happened, you know, mm-hmm. it happened. And yeah. That's that. But uh, one thing I also was sort of annoyed by, I was sort of like, oh, great. So we have our our in-house representative of Nordic Stoicism is just loving this moment. <gasps> loving Wait, what did she say? Moment. I don't remember. Alexandria part. is just like, her eyes are like, yes, it's terrible. I knew it. It's terrible. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's absolute poop. <laughs> She's just... Like totally basking in the moment of, at somebody else's misfortune, and I was like, "Oh no, man! No, don't be that mean!" Oh man, it's just oh gosh, Alexandria um, never ceases to deliver. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's not much else to say about it because I think what we saw, uh, we just we just kind of see this very poorly made um, skirt. Um, that uh, it, it was clear, I think, there's something that she could have done that was a lot simpler and and a lot less, um, I don't know, am- ambitious in terms of what she wanted to do with it, that she could have whipped something out. But she, I don't know, I feel like she just kind of got tunnel vision, couldn't pull her out of this trajectory that she set on herself on, this impossible road, and this is what we got. Um, yeah. Yeah. All right. So next we have Sue. Sue. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
I uh, hated this dress. I'm I'm just gonna say it, Patricia. Like, it's not great. It's, it's terrible. It's awful. It's her signature ruching that she's shown us for one episode, and she's done it again here. It's the only thing that she knows how to do. She got it done. Here it is. But again, like the shoes. Oh man, everyone was into those platform shoes back then. But it's just ugly. And I think I wrote in my my notes, I'm like, oh, she managed to make a suit again. I mean, I mean, she managed to make a dress. Great. And that's it. That's all I had, pretty much. Well, I think that this is also something that I remember being like key at the time. Um, not at the time, but like a, little, a few years before this, I think it. I think it was Benjamin Show, um, mm. who made this beautiful knitted dress that had this S curve in mm-hmm. the front, um, and I believe it was green, and it was like hot, hot, hot. Everybody was like talking about this dress in like two thousand and I don't know six, seven, eight. And then it became a very copied motif of doing these big S things on the front. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's being referenced here, maybe. But it's just thoroughly boring. And again, I don't know how it goes with that necklace and those big earrings. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's interesting. And, yeah. And another thing that really bothers me on this dress, too, and it bothers me on another dress, is just at the bottom is so flappy like the bottom hem it's cut uh and again i think this comes from experience but the one thing i can say about helen's dress is that it didn't walk flappy hmm. the hem did not walk flappy yeah yeah <laughs> this is flappy flappy walk and i think it's just terrible but okay it's just a matter of experience people learn how to not do that very easily um but it's just thoroughly boring. Yeah, just yeah, just not into it. All right. So now on to Brayden. And um, Brayden only spent one hundred and seventy dollars on. I think I don't know if it was just this this outfit or um, because this is not what we saw presented to Tim the first time right. in the workroom. This is a very different piece of fabric very sparkly um also lined in black so i don't know if that's that's just edged in this black fabric also cutouts there there are a lot of cutouts happening around the waist part which is very you know early teens late aughts 2000 and um yeah what were you what was what were your thoughts on on this on this piece well, if you really look at this, how this walks, the bottom is also very flappy. <laughs> um, but I thought, I thought it was too long. Hmm. I don't think it needed to be that long. Hmm. It could have been like four inches shorter, five inches shorter. I'm not saying it had to be knee level. It definitely had to be at least calf level. Yeah. But I think that it could have been. Well, it depends on the fabric. I think probably why is that fabric is probably not very giving. So it's clearly not a jersey knit, you know, it's yeah. not going to stretch. Yeah. Which is why it's probably that length and why it's cut that way and why it flaps that way. Mm-hmm. But still, I thought it was too long and it, it, yeah, it could have been shaped differently so that the model could still walk at that length. Yeah. I, I wonder, I wonder if I would like to know 
Um, if uh, yeah, yeah, I I totally agree because I I want to know what kind of fabric this actually was, and then um, also thinking of you know he was probably going for evening, which is why he kept it so long. But um, I don't know. I was kind of disappointed by this outfit compared to what we saw in the workroom. Um, it just looked, I don't, I didn't like the black piping at all or the, I thought the cutouts are fine. It's, it's, it's fine, but there is a shawl reveal in the middle of the runway yes. and everyone's like, Ooh, she took off a shawl. Oh, <laughs> And I'm like, I don't like that shawl. Like, I just didn't like it because there is some, I don't remember what, there's like some symbol or configuration in the back that he did with the other, I feel like he applicated um, the the main fabric on top of this, um, what looks like maybe like an organza type fabric. And um, I don't know. I just, I just wasn't really into those two pieces, but um I also didn't really like how uh, this model was styled. It's it also mm -hmm. felt like this throwback. Maybe everyone's into um, I don't know. You could be it could be the seventies. It could be the twenties. I don't really know. But um, I just I just wasn't. I just didn't like it. It's <laughs> kind of I disappointing. Think it was great. It's like when it's a, I wrote down well, again boring. Also like dot not dot line line boring. Mm -hmm. It's like a show-stopping cliche. Huh. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like you, you look because it's sparkly. It fits the model well. The model looks great. Yes. But it's still, you know, you it's not all that exciting. No. No. And I think, I think that pattern on the back of the shawl mirrors, I thought it mirrored a little bit of the earring. Oh, okay, okay, okay. That makes sense. Which I, which I thought was like, no, 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 no matchy, matchy. Yeah, no. Um, and also the other cliche is just the fabric is doing all the work mm -hmm. in that sense, too. So, yeah. Yeah, which is what what uh, Kahindo did not do. No, she didn't. <laughs> he cut that stuff up and made it work for her. Exactly. Um, all right. So that's the end of our runway. Mm. And... We um, move on to, I, I feel like, four extra sections. So the runway happened in the middle <laughs> of the episode, which by now, since, since it's on Lifetime, in this part of Project Runway history, the episodes are 90 minutes long, um, but um, without commercials, a little over an hour. But we hit the runway mid-episode, which is early, in my opinion. It just feels early. So there's a lot to go. And so I'll say who the top and the bottom designers are because that's who Heidi calls first. She calls all these frightened designers by their names without telling them what, uh, if they're safe or not. But she calls Dom, Sandro, Timothy, Kahindo, Helen, and Kate. And, <clears throat> and so the safe designers make their way to the back, um, including Alexandria, who as soon as they sit down together is like, okay, if the judges are idiots and unremarkable people, they will choose Kate. If the judges are innovative and impeccable like me, they will go for Dom. And then someone like in the background goes like, so you think Timothy is going to go home? Because I think that maybe he was going to win. She goes, the weakest link must go. I have spoken. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> Alexandra's just holding court. 
uh, you know, just like making her own little firing squad, like she's Heidi Klum. And like, you are also blonde and from a Northern European country. <laughs> yes. But you're not Heidi Klum, Alexandria. You're a contestant on this show. Anyways. um okay so let's let's go through the judging and um there's a lot here so we can just say as say as like much or as little as as you like but um let's let's go through it because we first have dom and um i feel like dom got some mixed reviews here so she explains how she want wanted her model to to look like um they're just sort of dripping in diamonds. And what I loved about this part is we get a close up of the print and I realized that it's sort of like a fancy leopard cheetah print in green and white. Oh yeah. See, I didn't know that until this moment. Yeah, I'm just like <laughs> Dom made this look so great cuz I I never would have chosen this fabric or never thought that this fabric was something that I would visually be into but um but everyone's pretty pretty much every it seemed like everyone's critique in a positive sense was oh this could have been so easily floozy like but you made it look very young oh it could have gone beachy but you know it you kind of brought it back with this youngness anyway what were 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 your thoughts on that i didn't i didn't get it at all (laughs) i did not get it at all they loved it Nina seemed to be the one who had the most, I thought, helpful feedback for her because she was like, I didn't like the trim. I thought it was overpowering. Mm. So she's talking about that green part. And also Zach didn't like the headband and no one had any thoughts about the waist. At least we didn't see that or we didn't get to hear that. It was edited out. Yeah. Yeah, that that surprised me, too. Yeah, yeah. But um, I feel as if, you know, if Heidi Klum says, out of all of these dresses, I would choose yours. Um, that means that <laughs> you're probably going to win. <laughs> yeah, means you're in a good place. Um, next are Timothy, who explained that the concept was about this blue velvet box, a jewelry box. And it meant that at 8 p.m. last, the previous night, that they had to start completely over again. And... Um, I have to say that the oh, the first thing in my notes, because maybe they said, maybe Hattie said more, but Hattie was like, oh, I see that your model is wearing makeup, huh? Oh, and then what about this fabric? Is this is part of your cause. <laughs> <laughs> Are you still on that cause? <laughs> that thing that you're passionate about? Ah, and so, um, <laughs> um, anyway, so, Timothy says, like, yeah, these are from the trash. These are cast-offs that were thrown away and, and, and disposed of. And then Heidi goes, oh, so, um, okay, that, I can see that the white part is definitely garbage. But what about this velvet part? And then Zach's like, mm, that's from my studio. And are like, what? He's like, mm. And Zach rolls his eyes like, pretty much. We didn't use it. <laughs> we gave it back to Mood. I'm pretty sure that's from my studio. And, you know, it's... <laughs> Like, so I want to know what Tim Gunn's face looks like because Tim Gunn notoriously hates Zach Posen. Hates him. <laughs> hates Zach Posen. And so with this, like, oh, Timothy, I threw that away. You're using my cast-offs. Um, I just thought that was... I, anyway, what, what were your thoughts? 
I could go on all day about that. So funny. I mean, I feel like, yes, it was not a great look. But quite frankly, and this is what made me mad about last week, actually. Mm. I just got more mad about last week. I felt like, why? Okay, yes, Timothy is, again, in a different orbit. Mm -hmm. But for some reason, they're picking apart every single decision that was made here. And that's all good and fair. But they didn't quite do the same for Sandro last week. Mm -mm. Right? They're sort of like, oh, I remember a close-up from last week where the camera had a close-up on the hip. And you see Heidi's manicured hand going, it fits really well here on the hip, on the side. But it's like, okay, so I don't understand why these two awful looks get judged on such different it's almost like they have different criteria yeah. for different looks based yeah. on who they think the designer is or is capable of. Mm-hmm. And that is a, is extremely annoying to me because this, there may be, yes, clearly there's, I hate the tyranny of taste, but yes, there's a quote, quote, taste issue here. Mm-hmm. It's not practical. Um, but at least, he, uh, at least Timothy has shown improvement from last week. So... I don't know. Yeah. I felt like, no, it's not perfect. Yes, this person is young. And I actually like it that you brought up um, Christian Siriano's age and how Christian Siriano also fumbled through the first four or five challenges or something like that. So many. <laughs> yeah. It made terrible garments. We were like, oh, my God, we would never guess this person would be the winner. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, Timothy has an ego, yes. It's hard to deal with, yes. But I feel like they could have been more helpful with their feedback to Timothy. Yeah, yeah. I think, I I, want, I, I feel like uh, Nina pointed out that, you know, based off of what um, Timothy did last week with wearing the heels that they thought was, were for the model um like nina brings up she's like i you know i think that it's bizarre that you're using a razor front she's like i don't think that's something that's very innovative and we also there have been designs even on this show where people have flipped and successfully done a razor front like it's it's possible to do that so it's not like yeah out of left field for someone to flip it around and and do that you can do it um i thought nina's suggestion because she was like, I thought you were doing, I thought you were playing with, I thought you were playing with gender and I thought you were, um, I thought that was part of your, your concept or I thought that's something that you would, what, that you're interested in exploring. Um, and there are so many other things that you could have done with this. Like you didn't have to do a, a gown or a dress or something that um, was, I don't know, just, just, I, you know, in terms of trying to, to, I think, make something a little bit more concrete for Timothy suggested like a tuxedo cut blouse, just as an example, just throwing it out there as something that um, you could do a play on. Also, you know, we've seen before, like in the previous seasons where they've done a play on suits or, or tuxedos or anything like that, um, which I thought was probably the most helpful feedback um, for Timothy because it was at least drawing on something other than the sustainability, but something that was concrete to design that yeah. could be something that Timothy could grab onto and be like, Oh, huh. Yeah. That is something that, that, that Nina noticed and something that, um, that's a, that's an interesting, um, 
that's another value that I think she thought that he had, but who knows? Maybe not. Yeah, but like Zach Posen is so smug, saying, "Oh, if 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 this model leans over, we get a nipple slip." And I'm thinking, "Yeah, did you look at Sandro's outfit today? Yeah, like why isn't that criticized?" Exactly. You I mean, know? so I feel. Yeah, it's a little strange. No, Sorry, I. Sorry, t- this I- light kind of harsh no 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 worries like i totally understand that i mean because we have like okay because we have between uh timothy and sandra we have kate so we have to talk about kate's dress first so kate um does her description now she's like oh i wanted this to be like marie antoinette was fleeing versailles (laughs) or fleeing paris or whatever just dripping in diamonds and she just had to get her chiffon seat sheets wrap it around her body and oh you can't forget your jewels i'm sorry i just can't stand the way she talks it's fine i'm i'm being very mean about it but (laughs) so sorry it's accurate it's accurate yes and so um but also, you know, this is her first time finishing in the top three. So last week she was safe and she was very disappointed. But the judges loved this, loved this outfit. Yeah, I didn't get it. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe they're just into the front. Yeah, and I think the front was beautiful. I think it's well made. Yeah. I think clearly um, Kate has a lot of skill. And compared to what everybody else was made, I could see why that was more that stood that the front of that dress stood out more. Yeah. But I still feel like they could have given more, or at least we we could have seen. Maybe it was edited out. We could have seen more constructive criticism on a three sixty experience of that dress, not just the front. Yeah, yeah, I I totally agree. Um, I also am curious about the wrinkliness of this dress. Like if that's something that's just something that you accept with the fabric also because that's, that sort of like takes us into Sandro's piece because that is one of the criticisms that they gave um, to Sandro, which I thought was hilarious because I'm thinking one of those producers came out and was like, someone needs to ask him about how wrinkly his dress was. Someone needs to use the word steamer. Who wants to be the asshole? Who wants to say steam? And Zach's like, I'll do it. <laughs> that's my brand. <laughs> right. Because, right. Like, that's what I do. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I was going to call it out anyway, because, you know, I have a laser eye for detail and uh, wrinkliness. Um, yeah. Anyway, because, okay, we have Sandro's piece. And remember, there was that mishap with um, RJ Larice. <laughs> The poor crew member who was dragged on to dragged into the workroom because Sandra didn't know how to work the steamer. Um, But also in terms of the front of Sandra's skirt, there is some, I thought there was intentional ruching there, but probably not. It's just, just super tight and uh, puckering around the seams on either side, like you said before. Um, But I thought it was a red flag when Nina kept saying the word respect like I, I was like, I think she's being forced to not rip this to shreds by the producers because she's like, I appreciate that it is short. I respect that there is some design happening. I respect that. She just kept saying that over and over again because I'm like, oh, gosh, that means he's, he's not going home. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then we have Zach Posen who did point out that you have to steam it 
You don't know that? You have to steam your clothes. It goes from trashy to maybe a little bit modern, but it goes back to trashy because you didn't steam it. So, um, yeah, but but no thoughts on the breast shelf up there. Um, None. 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 No criticism of like the fact that we have not just a nipple slip, we have like a whole breast slip. Yeah. From yeah. the top. So all yes. you have to do is like lean over and there it is. Yeah, know? all you have to, Heidi Klum just has to get up. <laughs> yeah. I don't think yeah. I don't I think she's much taller. She she's a little she's got some height on this model. Um all right, so that was Sandro. Next we have Kahendo, who explains that she kept it simple and liked this print because it complimented her model's hair and the necklace. And they all were just like, well, well, some people up here look like they did too much in a day. It looks like you didn't do enough in a day. It's just too simple. It's off the rack. It looks boring. It doesn't look great, Kahindo. Um Yeah, this is hard because clearly yeah. this is upsetting to Kahindo, who thought based off of her voiceover on her time on the runway, she's like, oh, I'm looking great. I could win this. I'm, I'm, I, I could win this challenge. You know what else looked off the rack? Justin, Ken, <laughs> Alexandra, Jeremy. It's I mean, snapping. we could go on and on. <laughs> like this, this criticism is so annoying to me. Yeah. Because somebody actually took a pattern, cut it up, tried to make something. Yes, it struggled. Had never worked with that fabric before. It fits the model like a glove. It fits the model well. It walks well. No dramas. Yes. Yes. And all they say is, oh, it's boring. Yeah. There's been nothing but boring on this runway. Yes. Yeah. So I don't understand why this is more boring than something that is, you know, from the emissary of Nordic stoicism. Like, how is this more boring than that? I don't really understand. Yeah. I but- mean, I would have replaced this with Karen, who you could see that. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. Kahindo has darts. In her bust. Like, it's it's a well-fitted mm-hmm. dress. Like, Karen got by with that undarted, you know, winged mess. It just, come on. And it's like, would you rather, okay, it, it, it yeah. Would you rather, what would be nice is if you brought Kendo up, you know, anonymously, you chose this because it was boring. But you know that she can make a dress. You know that she can sew. Yeah. You know she can yeah. construct. So, Give her some constructive criticism and then let's see if you're able to rise to the occasion because now you know that we're expecting a little bit more oomph from you. So can you do that? Um, Yeah. Um, So yeah, everyone's just like, it's just a nicely made dress, but it's just too nice. I don't know. I, I think they, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I think in, you know, if we, Okay, I'll I'll say this for later. So, uh, and actually, let me write this in my notes so I know this. Uh, uh, producer. <laughs> okay, yeah. so um, because you have anything else to say? Because next is Helen. Helen, I'm ready for Helen. Okay. Oh my God, Helen. Um, Helen says that she wanted to take a risk and do something that she's never done before. And Heidi leans forward in her seat and goes, and what would that be? And she's cups. like, cups. 
I've never, I've never made bus cuts before. And I'm just like, I, okay. This is uh, mind boggling. It is befuddling. It is, uh, re- it is such, um, you know, and it's, and, and Heidi Klum says this, she's like, I don't understand why you guys come here and want to try new things. <laughs> Yeah, when the stakes enough. are really high and yeah and especially under these circumstances you're you're asked to make something that we already know will take you at least a week we're asking you to do this in a day and we're not even giving you a full on day we're making you run all over kingdom come and then focus in the workroom from you know like from 4 to 11 4 p.m to 11 p.m or something crazy like that and so you and but also You've told everyone that evening wear is what you're known for. And so if you're known for evening wear, um, is it just that you you were overly confident in your own skills that you thought that you could apply it to this other thing that you don't know by now? But also, also for me, I would be embarrassed that I got to a point in my career of evening wear and didn't know how to do bus cups. I just feel like that's something that I should have yeah. I should be able to do by now. Um, I should have been able it's- to do by the time I got onto Project Runway. Yeah, and especially I think um, Helen also said um, has done bridal, which I think that's like a bridal must have. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. This was a this was a hard one again to go through because um, it was just mostly people telling her what was wrong with it, and mm-hmm. um, I think it got to the point where Nina, who's just kind of, I just really usually love what Nina has to say where she's like this. I have a hard time believing that you are a bridal and evening wear designer. And this is sort of where they put in Helen's very, very tearful plea, uh, plea and her um, uh, very, very tearful monologue about how she really has this deep, deep passion for fashion. Sanjo tries to speak up for her in a, you know, very like telling way that also projects um, his own insecurity about things. Cause I'm just like, this is critique. Yeah. Like, I don't understand why he has to speak. I love the stare that Heidi gives Sandro. I love this death stare from Heidi. It's like, how dare you? This is not your time. Your this, time has gone. <laughs> exactly. Because he goes, can I Can I just say, because you've been dying to talk, Sandro. So what do you want to say? It's like, just like, you know, please don't be hard on her. She tried really hard. She tries so hard to do what she wanted to do in not a, little, a lot of time. So don't be hard on her. And I, yeah, I'm just like, sometimes I just get the, the, the I just want to shove people sometimes and I just wanted to shove him right off that stage I'm like just shut up but also again Heidi reminds him she's like listen we're here to judge whether or not it's good or not it's just about whether or not the dress is good is it good is it bad um these tears are not going to persuade are not going to sway us uh you can't (laughs) persuade us into uh you know taking pity on you which but I feel like they can't they kind of they kind of can sometimes um but again, I, it, this is sort of this, uh, the, the, it is tough. It's very tough being critiqued. It's very tough um, putting yourself out there. But again, you know, y'all are all adults. This is difficult. You've signed on for something very, very hard to do. 
Yes. And I don't mean the show. I mean fashion. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah on, exactly. Yes, you sign on to do this incredibly um, uh, vulnerable profession that will strip you raw because you're leaving yourself out for critique. Your your works yeah. are actually out there to be seen. It's that's that's sort of the 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 point of it. Um, yeah. Anyway, what any yeah. any other thoughts on on that? No. Yeah. No, I'm, I think you said it. Yeah, because I don't want to come off completely heartless, but like honestly, I'm not here for Helen's tears. <laughs> I don't care um, about. Well, at this point, I shouldn't. I don't. Not necessarily. I don't care how she feels. I understand how hard this is, but um, in terms of the outcome of this, like I'm just. I'm very annoyed. I'm very annoyed. Me too. So, okay, let's, we, so the designers go back to the green room and then there's time for like paw paw time where they paw at the models and they look at things and they say pretty much the same thing or like, oh, oh, it's worse up close or, oh, it's better up close or, or whatever. But, but during this time where they look at the models and they get to get an up close and personal view of the garments and talk to Tim, did anything stick out? Not really. I mean, it it was strange to hear Tim say that Tim felt responsible for Kehindo's um, choice. Um, But nothing else really, like, stood out out. Mm -hmm. What about you? Something? Mm. Well, just that Heidi calls Nina, Mina. (laughs) Her nickname for Nina Garcia is Mina Garcia. Well, because I think people used to call her that. Really? Yeah. Oh, for real? That's not. Yeah, which I think is crazy. I don't think she's mean at all. But... No, she's. I, I mean, no, I, she's not mean. No, that's. I think that's another thing because I. She's constructive in her criticism, and I think that's great. I just I usually like hearing what Nina has to say, but I think right here she was being really nice about Helen's outfit, and and I think she she felt. Because I, because what I'm realizing after all these years is that Nina is clocking potential, and so with her comment about Brayden last week about things going old, and um and and with other and you know in the past I think here she sees potential with with Helen, which is also why there's certain there have been certain seasons where they've let absolute messes go by because they're like, Oh, at least you're cre- You have something up there. something to work with. La la la. Um, yeah. I think that's just what they tend towards, but um, all right. So we're done with the pawing session and we bring the designers back out and they announce the winner. Patricia, who was the winner for this episode? This week. It's a win for Kate. Yeah. It is. Um, she gets immunity. She doesn't get any diamonds, but she gets immunity. No. So this is not America's Next Top Model. This is Project Runway. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, they get diamonds. Um, anyway, and so now uh, we're down to our, our, our bottom three. Helen is in. So Helen gets dismissed from the stage. So at the bottom, we have um, Kehindo and Timothy. And, uh, yeah, so out of these two, Patricia, um, who ends up going home? It was, 
the person who, who went home this week is Kahindo. Yes. So which Timoth- I highly disagreed with. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, who would you have sent home out of everyone? Oh my gosh, out of everyone? Probably the person who made the blue dress. Hold on. Karen? <laughs> yeah. That's that's a sure shot. Go home. Uh, possibly Sandro. Based on fit alone. Fit yeah. in understanding of gravity. Yes. In fashion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I... Um, yeah. Those two, I th- the show does not need as far as I'm concerned. I mean, yes, also possibly um, Timothy, sure. But I think that at least Timothy has, a co- has something to strive for. I don't see what Helen is striving for. I'm sorry, excuse me, Karen is striving mm-hmm. for. Yeah. I also think if, if Helen went home today, it wouldn't have been the worst thing. Because that this is what they're here to do. Yeah, yeah. So if, if Helen went, had gone home on this episode, I think it would have been fair. And in a way, I kind of wonder, why did they send home the person who literally made the best dress? When I say best, I mean, okay, no, Kate, Kate did well. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think Kate, did Kate deserve the win? Sure. Mm-hmm. But out of the people... Out of the four on the bottom, I think Kahindo's dress was the best made dress. Yeah. yeah. And that's the dress that went home. And I just don't understand that because they were bored. I don't think they were bored. I think they didn't believe in, in, in Kahindo. I agree. I agree with that. Because I think that... Because I thought she had a really lovely goodbye from Tim, um, oh. where he, he called her a pure soul. Because their rapport was really warm in the in the workroom, but it made me think of the show Unreal, which is that Lifetime show. I reference it quite a bit, but um, and and Nalan's seen it. But it's a show that's based off of um, a, a producer, a former producer of The Bachelor, who wrote a kind of like an expose or a tell-all about how these shows are produced, or at least how The Bachelor is produced, where. You know, they have a slew of women and um, based off of that show on Lifetime, I highly recommend it. If anyone, if you haven't seen it, like I highly recommend you watch it because they show that um, they kind of have a timeline for all of the the contestants where they're like, this one, we're going to get rid of them first, regardless of outcome. And I have a feeling that I don't think that Project Runway is totally like that. But when they make decisions like this, I'm wondering if there is um, sort of like everyone has um, like they've mapped out how far people can go or how far they want or who they want or they shuffle around the names of the people that they want to stay around. And I think Mm -hmm. Helen is someone that they definitely see as um, like a has a short fuse. Sandro has a short fuse. Um, someone who is interesting to watch. Kahindo is very uh, uh, mild-mannered and agreeable. You know, she didn't snap at Alexandria for making that bullshit comment about go-go girls. She's like, oh, okay, I look like a go-go girl. All right, I'll take all these earrings. You know, like she just kind of goes with the flow, um, is very just doing her thing and is an experienced designer. There's not really much drama there. And I, yeah. and I suspect that that's probably, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. 
in Kehindo's own words, mm-hmm. Kehindo knows who they are. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And so it's just, it's super unfortunate because, um, I don't, I just, yeah, I, it's just, it's a, it's totally unfair because honestly I would have gotten rid of Helen. I would have just drop kicked her to the curb because I'm just, there's just so much time spent with just sort of Drama. like dealing with her emotions and yeah. emotions yeah. aren't bad, but she, it's like, um, Helen and Sandro and Sue, they just take up so much space with their, with their, uh, what do you call it? With, with, uh, coping. Like everyone's trying to cope. This is a very volatile and very pressured situation and other people cope however they need to do it. But other people just really distract you from anything. And you have perfectly interesting and fine, 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 entertaining people like Alexander is so entertaining, but he's not going to like roll around the ground when someone rethreads his machine. Um, well, we will see that late. I mean, you know, we'll see. Anyway, but okay. I, I'm just saying, you know, there are ways. You scoff emphatically yeah. what somebody suggests. Yes. Why are you picking all those couture <laughs> fabrics? Exactly. <laughs> He's very, very fun to watch. Uh, Alexander. Yeah. In, in, anyway. Um, so that's, that's, I think that's just unfortunate in what's happening here. Um, so anyway. That's all I have to say about this episode. Anything? Any other thoughts, Patricia? No. Um, oh, well, you know what? I will just I, I will just agree with you. I agree entirely with you about the three people that you mentioned that are taking up so much space. I would also add Timothy ooh. to make it the 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 sort of like, um, I don't know the what's the word I'm looking for. Well, but the four that are struggling with their skills the most. Yeah. Yeah. You know, everyone else just. For example, I think it was, no, it was not Alexander. Was it Justin? I think it was Alexander that said, oh, I see, um, I see Timothy walking around everybody or getting help from everybody. Well, that's Jeremy. Oh, no, no. Go to, go, no, go to your Jeremy. station and yeah. work. Just go to your station and get it done. I think yes. that might have been brave. Yeah, you're right. And, but, but that's somebody who knows how to meet their skill and how to handle their skill. So, and I think these four, so um, Helen... Timothy, um, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm looking at the list thinking like, Ooh. Oh, wait, you want to describe Sue, the dress and I can tell you. Sue, oh, yeah, Sue. And Sandro, these four are still struggling with what they do and how they do it and, and a pretty big learning curve for two of them, especially oh, yeah. for Timothy and Sue. And Sue, yeah. So they're all at different parts of their struggle with learning how to live with their skill and attain their skill. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Which is fine. And it's actually, I mean, if it didn't feel so kind of commodifying, it those are interesting journeys. Mm-hmm. But when you have somebody rude or somebody who's just egotistical or just all these like under, under the microscope kind mm-hmm. of, shows then the best of people doesn't come out it ceases to be about the journey and it, it becomes all about the sensationalism so it's really hard to actually learn from their journeys yeah you know, yeah as, as, as viewers yeah it's it's a it's a bit distracting it's well no it's really it's really distracting um all right well patricia we've come to the end of this episode that's just 
you know, um, at the beginning of your journey with season 12. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, if this is any indication, wow, wow, wow. Trying not to spoil anything, but man, are you in for a ride? We're all in for a ride. This is the okay. tip of the iceberg. So, um, <laughs> but what's wonderful is that we kind of, we're whittling down the designer. So hopefully we'll get more time with them as the workroom gets less crowded. Cause that's just, I'm just hoping, I don't remember. It's been a long time since I've seen the season. So this, I'm sort of going along with everyone too, just watching episode by episode. I'm just crossing my fingers, hoping that's what happens. Um, all right. Well, Patricia, um, before we say goodbye to the listeners, is there anything you would like to share? And then also, can you remind them how to find you? Yeah, nothing, nothing that I have to share, but I can be found um, with the same, the same handle on Instagram. Um, I'm sorry, on Twitter, um, Sense and Sight, like Common Sense in Optical Sight. S E N S E A N D S. I'm sorry, S I G H T. And what about you, Ernest? Where can you be found on the interwebs? You can find me on ErnestDavis.com, H E R N E A S E Davis. Um, on Instagram and Facebook at Erinez, H-E-R-N-E-A-S-E, and on Twitter, I think, as well. Um, and also on our Instagram page, on our Facebook page for the Workroom Podcast. Um, and uh, let's see, I'm going to... Oh, right. So one of the reasons why we were delayed is because Patricia, and I and I put this in, in, in our show notes, um, Patricia on November 11th um, gave a wonderful talk um, at CUNY at the Clack Center, and um, we uh, we put the Eventbrite information in in the uh, the show notes. But and I and I I'm sorry if I'm calling you out if you didn't want to share. No, it's that. okay. It's great. But, Thank um, you. Thank you for being there. By the way. Yeah, it was really wonderful. Um, but will it be available online? Um, part parts of it will be, but not the whole thing. But I believe okay. my introduction and I think the Q and A will be at some point. Okay, great, great. So the bulk of your talk will be on, will be available. I think so. Okay, yeah. great. Um, so listeners, if you missed it, um, I will let y'all know when that's available. And uh, also, um, shout out to Nalen, whose retrospective at the MIT List Visual Arts Center is viewable online. Um, also, they gave a, a wonderful talk with Jamila James, their curator for the retrospective also available online and I have that in the show notes um and Patricia did you want to say something about that <laughs> I just think do yourselves a favor and go listen to that talk everybody just do yourselves a favor mm -hmm. hashtag self-care Sunday that's Ugh. that's it for you <laughs> yes I second that second it um man what a what a lovely lovely experience um and, and also, um, I gave a desktop dialogue with the Cleveland Museum of Art, and that is now online, and the link is also in the show notes. Fantastic. And that was wonderful. I was you. there for that. <laughs> I can say that, again, do yourself a favor. Listen to that talk. That was wonderful. And it was about healing through abstraction. So we it was, a I would say, a, a cathartic conversation with... Um, with my friend Andrew Petty over at uh, the Cleveland Museum of Art, and um, and also we're 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 recording this on the 18th, and I have a show that opens today at the Elizabeth Foundation for the Arts. <laughs> so when I say that we're like we're busy like art wise, it was a very it was a very like momentous Art Week, Art Month, Art period of time for all of us. So um, so again, so thankful for y'all for for waiting for this episode to drop. But um, 
uh, we've been up to some, I think, really wonderful things. And and if you're interested in, in our art world stuff that's um, very connected to Project Runway for all of us, then those are in the show notes. Check it out and let us know what you think. <laughs> all right. So um, until next time, listeners, um, take care of yourselves and, you know, Georgians, vote. <laughs> and then uh, we will catch up um, on Patreon soon and with our third episode with Nayland. Um, and so until then, we'll both say goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.